All right, what's up everybody and welcome to Video Game Purist. This will be VGP episode 117. I am one of your hosts. My name is Fred Rojas. And Trees, uh, join me as always from the East Coast, Mr. Trees. Sorry, I jumped ahead because I want to say, yeah, sir. It's like, you, it's like you wanted to ask me something. Yeah, yeah. I was feeling like you, you could ask me questions. I have a Gold yeah. Cliff IPA from Kona Brewing Company. Oh, I, ne- I never heard of Cold Cliff. Gold Cliff, but yeah, Gold Cliff. It's a pineapple, tropical pineapple Ooh. IPA. Ooh. IPAs I'm not a big fan of, but mm-hmm. pineapple might make it doable. It's kind does of borrowing it, um, from the hazy property, but it's mellow. Does it... Um, What's the picture? Is it a nice sunset cliff or something? It shows a dude cliff diving, actually. And the cliffs themselves look like they're solid gold, and he's cliff diving into a beautiful, lavish blue ocean. I mean, it sounds delicious, so I'm not going to fault you. I mean, I'm I'm finishing off my last two Kona seltzes, so it's a Kona night here. Yeah, I was... I was at uh, the liquor store, and they had some fun Lucy's. I'll get to the other. Well, actually, I mentioned the other one real quick. The other one is Camp Amp by Dogfish Head. Oh, I like Dogfish Head. It's a stout brewed with graham crackers, cinnamon marshmallows, cocoa powder, and vanilla added. Oh. Both in the 6% range, so nothing too heavy, right? We're not getting buck wild here. Right. So, anyway. How are you, sir? I'm good. Good. I'm good. I'm, I'm just recovering, recovering from the the weekend, the long weekend I had. Yes. Happy, happy fourth, happy day after fourth, happy yeah. Independence Day. You know, I think what's today is the fifth. Today is July the fifth. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. It's so messed up. From like, like all of a sudden, my Twitter on Fridays. Uh huh. Like the notifications, no one, I don't tweet a lot and people don't respond to my tweets. So it's like, it's not until the show comes out and people are like retweeting it or liking it yeah. a few times that I, that my Twitter goes off. And then I'm like, I'm like, what is this about? I think I'm popular for a second. And then I look <laughs> and it's the show and I'm like, oh, that's right. Cause we record it like a week before. So it's like out of my mind by the time it gets actually put on the feed. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like a real job where you get paid on Friday for the work you did mm. on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, it's uh, so today is the uh, for anybody listening, it's, it's the fifth day after fourth, and uh, yeah. yeah, man, I had a, I had a pretty good fourth, and, and not really anything yeah. like fourth related. It wasn't like it was like I was dressed wrapped in a, a you know American flag and fucking. <laughs> Eating hot dogs with sparklers. It was just it had a long been. weekend, and we just had every day. We had something like fun to do. Yeah, you know. And it was like I think uh, Saturday night. <clears throat> I had a friend over um, for the fire pit and just drinking. A uh, friend that uh, from my uh, the old days. I mean, we still talk. We've been friends all the time, but we haven't seen each other much. Um, you know, since we've all been getting like married and kids and stuff, it's like we talk on the phone, but we don't hang out like we used to. Yeah. yeah and uh, yeah, since yeah. COVID, <clears throat> definitely haven't seen him. Right. Like physically haven't. Re- I think he came over with his son like um, right before shit got like sort of like 
serious, a lockdown, and he was like in the area for Halloween. So yeah, it was like the Halloween before. Okay. Like 2020 or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, like October or 2019 got, or whatever. Everything got yeah. So, so it was March anyways, 2020 where shit went down. Yeah. We always talk and we're always doing that shit that friends do where you go, yeah, man, we'll have to get together when all this clears up. And then you just never make plans. You just always right. say it. Yep. And uh, so then my wife, uh, and did he call me the other day? I, I hate talking on the phone. So my phone went off at work and I just, it was him, but I said, I get him later. And then I always forget. <laughs> yep. And then uh, I do it all the time. I and can relate to my wife, my wife texted me like, you know, a few days after that. and was like, hey, do you know why Mike's getting married? I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I call him and I call him right away. I'm dry. I go, have you learned nothing? That's the first thing I said to him. Have you learned nothing from watching me? Like, well, what is going on here? And he was just like, well, if you answered your fucking phone. <laughs> I, like, I said, this is all you're doing, man. Touché. Don't put this on and, um, But you know, it, me and my wife have never met his uh, fiance. Oh, okay. Like, that's how sad it's been. Like, that's yeah, well, how. You got to sign off sad. on her. And he's been with her for three years, and that's how because he was just dating her, like sort of around when we weren't see each other. Um, but you know, what I mean, it hit me like that's fucking sad. Like one of my close friends is getting married. I've never met the woman he's gonna the marry. He's gonna marry, yeah. You know, and he yeah, was but like, these are time. Like again, I'm not trying to scapegoat you, but these are uh, fucked up times. Like a lot happened. It's true. But yeah, you're still a horrible um, friend. Don't don't get me wrong. Don't don't think I'm gonna allow you to get away with that. But I mean, you give me advice. I'm eating pizza bites as you're yeah. talking. <laughs> That's how good a friend I am. Quickly get those in. Um, but, but so he was saying he and he he felt it too because he was yeah he was filling out invitations and it's going to be real small. And then I was thinking like, what friends can I invite? And she's saying to me, yeah, but I don't know these people. He's like, fuck, that's right. Like, you've never met my close friends. So, anyways, long story short, said it was free, and I made good and said, called him up. Said, dude, you're coming over. You know, bring whatever kids you have, and the the woman. We're gonna just hang out. No big deal. We're gonna hang out because he has like a Brady Bunch family. So, ah, okay, yep. When we were like in our mid twenties, he had a daughter. Um. So she is now like in her twenties. That's how old we are. So there you go. And then he met uh, the woman he was with for like a long time. They never got married, but they were just together, like a married couple. And she had twins from a previous relationship, boy and a girl. They are also now in their twenties. Uh, and of course, they were like his because he was in their life for like their whole since they were like five. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, like then, they weren't his, but he raised them. <laughs> yeah, and then together they had two. <laughs> and they're mm-hmm. high school. They're in high school, so it's like they have. He has this hard choice, but like the older ones don't really come around because they're in their twenties. So he came with the two teenage boys, with which my daughter loved. Um, oh, so in the talk to one, hang out with. Uh, I knew she was. Um, enamored because uh we all hung out to like midnight around the fire pit and she never went inside to like play on her phone mm-hmm. like if she was bored right, she would have like forfeit. yeah she would have been like i'm out of here 
and she would have went in, in house and messed up. But nope, she sat with us the whole night and just laughed. And she didn't talk much, but she laughed. So I go, I said to my wife, I said, I think, uh, I think Coda was sweet on the on the boys. There. <laughs> so <laughs> she didn't leave. Normally she would have been gone, you know. And she's asked me like three times if uh, they're coming on vacation with us. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that would be real fun because her 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 friends will be up at the cabin. Right. And people pop yeah. in all week long. You know, we have friends and he's a 50-50 if him and the boys are going to come up for a few days. So I've heard like five times if Mike's – you know, she's very slick. She doesn't say, are the boys coming up? She goes, oh, is Mike coming up? That's your is buddy, Mike right? Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I said, I don't, <clears throat> talk to him. I don't know. Why oh. don't you call him yourself? Oh. Yeah. Oh. Convince oh. him. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, we just – we sat around the fire. We had some burgers. And fuck, man, I drank, Fred. I drank. You drank, drank. <laughs> drank like the old days, oh, giving no. me just – you know, we had some Irish stouts, and then I polished off most of my my seltzers. It's really living it up. There you and, go. Um, Getting loose. <laughs> oh yeah. And at one point, at one point, we did the drunk, um, the drunk reminiscing stories of us oh. being drunk, like in a mall and mm-hmm. wrecking stores and not stuff with kids sitting around with our kids. That's how you know you lose all yep. bearings. <laughs> When you and we're crying, like I'm, we're crying, laughing. Yep. And uh, you know, because and and I said it's weird for my daughter because she thinks uh, my life didn't start until she met me. Yeah. Because that's how <laughs> teenagers think. Yep. I, I'm like, I'm like, sweetie, I've lived three lifetimes before I even met you. By the way, <laughs> take how old you are, multiply that through. Yeah, that's where I've been. So don't worry about it. And then, um, my wife is just like, you know. My wife loves to go, where's that Rob? Why can't I get the old Rob? <laughs> old Rob. And I go, because the old Rob wouldn't be fucking here. That's why. Yeah, exactly. The old Rob <laughs> yeah. would have kicked you out That's at 7 a.m. <laughs> so he could play video games. Yes. And he would have never talked to you again. Yep. And he would have been happy. So that's the old Rob. You don't want the old Rob. So <laughs> I told my wife that same thing. I'm like, yeah. yeah. It's so funny. It's like the old Rob wanted nothing to do with fucking mowing the lawn. Nope. And fucking taking the trash out. No, Trust me. I didn't. The old Fred didn't see people. No. Yeah, that's why you so, never saw me. And she's yeah. like, I saw you all the time. You would come out to things all the time. I was like, because I was trying to get with you. Mm. <laughs> Give I'm a kidding. fuck about who was there. Craziness. <laughs> um, but yeah, that went to like midnight. And that was that was a good, good, that was just a good time. Like you wake up, like your head swimming the next friend. morning, but it was worth it. <laughs> No, actually, uh-huh. Fred yeah. must have been, was given to the power of the Celtics. Woke up fine. Good. You know, I woke up tired because I could have slept more. Sure. My kid wakes me up at like 7 a.m. But no, I wasn't feeling sure, but any, let's face it, like we're, any effects. We're, uh, you're in late 40s. I'm in early 40s. Like, we don't need to be waking up with a hangover. Like, no. Getting we too don't, old for no. that shit. It's for the birds, man. Yeah. <laughs> don't need that. Yeah. Um, like, you'll, and, you'll quit drinking and mean it <laughs> if it's yeah. too bad of a night. <laughs> and then um, Sunday, I sat around most of the day with my kids playing video games. On the couch, awesome. like it was literally me with an Xbox controller, and then those two next to me with their switches because they've just re- discovered Animal Crossing again. So they're like full into uh, their okay, yeah. Animal Crossing playing, and it drove my wife nuts. She was losing 
her fucking mind because my friend came over Saturday. So we did all the cleaning and picking up the house and all that fucking chore work on mm-hmm. Saturday. Sunday, it's it done. Was nothing to be done. Mm-hmm. But it was driving her nuts that we were all just sitting around. At one point, she's clanking dishes around out there. You know, I give my know daughter this. Work. Yes, yeah. I've... Give my daughter like you know, like she's working too hard out there. You know what I mean? Like not not mad, not like she's pissed or she's just dropping shit, slamming. It, but like letting you know she's Pulling doing work. attention to it, and you're not doing work. And even my daughter like looked up and was rolled her eyes at me like. oh what is her deal? And like, I'm like, you're right out there, hon? That's and she's like, no, yeah, I'm just, I'm just putting the dishes away. Yeah. I'm like, oh, good. Glad you found something to keep yourself busy. You know, at one point she did have me move a bookcase down in the basement. Like, I, I swear it didn't need to be moved. But it was just like, it, it just got to her. It's like, can you move, help me move this? And it's like, yes, we will do some labor for you to make you happy. And then... So that was great. That was like a f- nice morning. Yeah. Just playing. And then we went to a friend's house for a, a nephew's birthday party. And I got fucking drunk again, Fred. Oh, shit. You had a better weekend than me. <laughs> oh, my God. No responsibilities, right? I was like, and I didn't want to go. I mean, they're friends of the family. It's a big family. They're fun. They're loud. They're fun. But I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't know. All right. We'll go. We'll go. And um, so they were the same people we had the gender reveal party for. Okay, I know for their daughter ish. Right? The I know the circumstance so, of the people you're yes. talking about. Yes. So, um, when they were over for my gender reveal party, the uh, the father of the new baby, Dawson, his name's Dawson, mm. twenty one, like so, the Creek kid. Yeah. yeah. He uh, yeah, and uh, he left like a, a thirty pack or something of uh, Coors Lights in my my <laughs> fridge. I don't drink Coors Light. I hate Tap hate the Rockies. Light. Tap the Rockies. And uh, so I went in my fridge one day to do something, and it was blocking something. I go, who the fuck? Whose Coors Light is this? It was like two missing out of it. And my wife was, I think that was Dawson's. I go, well, why would he leave it in my fridge? Who brings over a big thing and leaves it in someone else's fridge? Especially this shit. Tons uh, of people. And so, so it's been like a few weeks, and then we were going back there, and I was like, aha. Here we I go. Said, I'm, bring, I'm bringing that bear back and dumping it in Dawson's lap. Put that shit in my fridge. So I took the case of Coors Light and I brought it back. And I, I came to the, got to the party and there was the cooler with the community bear. And I just, mm-hmm. you know, I dumped it. You know, I didn't want to confuse people because I, I, I covered up all the Bud Lights, God forbid, with fucking, <laughs> fucking the Coors Light. And uh, so there comes Dawson. I go, hey, buddy. Uh you know, I fit everything in there except for like four of them. We're still on the on the porch, and I go, "See that right there?" He goes, "Yeah." You left that in my fucking fridge. He goes, "You're welcome." I go, "Don't welcome me." I go, "I shoved this shit back in your cooler and see those four? <laughs> yeah. I go, "Just out of spite, I want those four to get warm and go bad. That's what you get." He goes, and he said, "What are you talking about? That's cause light. Those mountains turn blue on the can." <laughs> That's quality. He does go, make a wrong. good point. I said, you're not wrong, but I still don't like it. And then what did I do, Fred? Huh. I proceeded to drink all those Coors Lights uh-huh. there you go. Yep. <laughs> throughout That's... the whole night. Yep. I, I went digging for one. All oh, gone. Shit. I drank them all. And I was there until midnight, Fred. Again, drinking around a fire pit with friends and people. And Sounds my, like you were – uh, I don't want to – 
trouble you, but it sounds mm-hmm. a little bit like you were having fun. I was having fun. <laughs> even with the... Just throwing uh, it out there. Even my, my, my buddy Jimmy, his, uh, his youngest sister, uh, flirted with me very uncomfortably oh, most of the night. that's always fun. Yeah. Yo, I've been around for like eight years, these people. And she's been around. And out of the blue, it was this weird thing where like at this specific barbecue, she like noticed me or something. It's time to make the move. Make the move. Not interested, by the way. And um, oh, even my daughter shocker. said, we're, we're driving <laughs> home. My daughter goes, mm, so-and-so is uh, really uh, into, into somebody tonight. I go, yeah. I'm glad it wasn't me that no- just noticed that I wasn't being like conceited <laughs> or some shit. Like, you know, she goes, oh, no. She goes, she's never like hung around you like that. And she was like, I don't know, it was fucking crazy. At one point, Fred, she, we were doing jello shots. <laughs> well, right? Okay, hold on. Uh, you never oh, sorry. mentioned yeah, jello we shots until yeah, this we, moment. We, we were going all this in, my friend. This is some pro move shit. <laughs> we were going all in. My my wife had made some jello shots. And we, she makes some good ones. And she's, she's, and as she's being bad, Fred, by making jello shots, she, Still has the motherly instinct because she makes separate ones, the uh, purple and orange ones, are non-alcoholic for the kids, ah, so they can join. Genius, it. yeah, just so the kids can feel like you know practice, fucking doing. Jello or they'll shots. make a mistake Anyways. and go to uh, college. We got to all that. Uh, well, that's what a jello shot is. <laughs> we constantly got to check the um, check them, like make sure they got the right color, just that in case. Yeah. Sneaky, these sneaky like thirteen-year-olds. You know what I mean? You know, watch out for them. Right. Yeah. You know, fucking. Um, and at one point, we would pass them around, and the sister was, um, she was demonstrating her like jello shot skills with her her tongue. Oh, I know. Over exaggerate. Yes, yes. Over exaggerate. You know, you loosen the jello with your tongue. Anybody who does jello shots, no. Either use your finger, right, and you scoop around the edges, or you. No, there were certain right? girls at every party that used their tongue. And I use my finger for it. I just loosen it with the finger and whoop, slide yeah, it down. That's you, the proper way. You seem way. like the kind of guy who would loosen it with your finger. Stick my finger right in there. It's mine. <laughs> there are some individuals. and I know where my finger I'm been. not going to lie, Trees. Mm-hmm. I tend to get drawn to those individuals that use their tongue to separate a jello shot. Oh, well, that's what she was doing. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to meet that sister. Yeah. And, um... <laughs> No, the hot mess. <laughs> and uh, Trees is like uh, never in a fucking mess. million years would I introduce the two of you. <laughs> oh God, I drank like I drank like I must have drank like fifteen Coors Lights. Seriously, I drank some a lot. pro level shit, man. Well, Coors Lights fine? mostly water. Uh, g- yeah, Coors, I to was be all clear, right. I was fine. To be clear, uh, see here's the mistake people make. It's not really about how much you drink. It's mm-hmm. more of like a like like trees like if you or me if you and i sit down mm-hmm. for this show right now okay mm-hmm. and in like the two three hours we do the show drink six beers that'll light okay. me up like a fucking christmas tree i'm guessing you too mm. but on the flip side if we sat down at like five o'clock at night and went till 11 at night or 10 at mm-hmm. night and drank six beers like that's nothing you're just right you're just passing the time it like it it, it is really a, a 
you know, how much are you pumping at that moment? Like if you, if you pace yourself, yeah, it's yeah. not that big a deal. I, I have drank like two, like, uh, you know, like 9%, 10% beers doing oh, the show sure. with you and, and felt more effects. <laughs> yeah. Drinking yeah, like 10, a, 10 to 15 cause Lights. I mean, I was, yeah, that's true. That's I was, I would, true. I definitely was drunk, but I wasn't like, you know, stumbling around and not being able to talk. I was just chill. I was fine. You weren't you on know, the tabletop, the minute, yeah. No. Like, the minute we left, I was in the car and we were talking, like, normal. Like, mm-hmm. talking. I went home and went, put, you know, fed the cat, put the kid to bed, went to bed. You fed myself. the cat, like, was, like, right there that you've just proven. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like I came home and was like, and fucking fell on the couch, <laughs> which I have done in the yeah. old days. You just yeah. fall down where you're at and, like, oh, that couch feels good. And you just out. <laughs> I remember amateur you, night, yeah. 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 So... But that was the, it, and don't and don't get me started that uh, they had ice cream cake, Fred. Oh shit! I had like I had a couple slabs of ice cream cake, and it was the a host. Night. It was a weekend of decadence dude, for you. <laughs> the whole the host was dude. The the my buddy Jimmy, his wife Joey, her brother Sean was there. He's an he's sort of an odd duck, and he gets like, I don't know. The, they get in their head like they're going to do one thing and then that's what they do. And like, I'm not kidding you. Like a few days before the party, Joey's saying to me like, uh, Sean, uh, Sean wants to know what you want for pizza for Sunday night because mm-hmm. he's ordering from Domino's there because they have Classic three place. topping deals there you go. on Domino's pizzas. They do. And they Sean, do. Sean really loves it. So he's gonna get three topping pizzas for the party, and I went. Smart I don't like man. three toppings. You don't like, like three, three toppings. toppings? There's only, there's no, not three said, toppings in your whole pantheon. No. no, I get light sauce. Okay, extra cheese. With you so well far. done. Well right? done. Yeah, I like it. Well, you can if you order from you, Domino's. Yeah, app, no, you, you can and my daughter well have like the same menu choices. Yeah. So I'm like so. Is he getting regular pizza? Well, he wants to get the three topping ones. I, I understand that. I said, but is he I'm following you? You're calling me asking my family what what we want for pizza. Like you called here saying, What do you guys want Sean to get for pizza? I'm telling you, like, my daughter likes cheese, like me. Maybe pepperoni. Yeah, but he he's getting the three toppings. I'm like, okay. Tell him that. So he's Dude, we went there, and he was like the pizza host. Like you'd walk in, mm-hmm. and dude, he must have bought like fucking ten pizzas, right? Ten of, oh, they were everywhere. And he was like, whoever walked into the kitchen, you know those parties you walk in, and it's like all the foods in the kitchen, and people just coming and out the kitchen. Yes. He was stationed in the kitchen, and whenever someone came in, hey guys, pizza, pizza, help yourself. He goes. And he was naming the toppings of like every single one every time someone walked in. Like he was so proud fan of, of his three topping yeah. pizzas. And he goes, and for you, for you, Rob, he goes, I, I got the three types of cheese top for you. Uh-huh. And he only got one of those. And I'm like, okay. Okay. <laughs> you got two Philly steak right. pizzas, but you got one cheese and you think, all right. Um, but anyways, right. For those that can't tell, it. trees, not amused. <laughs> In in my in my party going experience of hosting parties and barbecues, when you get a bunch of pizza, mm-hmm. usually 
cheese and pepperoni are the abundant ones, right? Yes, I would agree with that. And then you get like, like two or three maybe special pizzas, right? That sure, maybe if you're going that like, all you know, out, buffalo, yeah, yeah. buffalo chicken or something or something. You know what I mean? If you're going all out, but I wouldn't get nine crazy three topping pizzas <laughs> and then one cheese because the cheese was gone in like fucking. I was gonna say for the first little people well, that's that the problem, in. right? Like you, you're pointing this out right now, but mm-hmm. like, yes, this is how this goes. For, for those mm. that are unacquainted, this is exactly how this goes. Trees is exactly right. You basically work it on a ratio kind of thing. Uh-huh. So if you're going to get two pizzas, everybody knows you get a cheese mm-hmm. and a pepperoni. If you're one yes. of those motherfuckers who needs a specialty in your life, and mm-hmm. I, for the record, am one of those motherfuckers who needs a specialty in their life, what I usually do is I pick up like, in that scenario, I pick up five pizzas, Okay. I get two pepperonis, two cheeses, I get the specialty, and I tell no one that I got that, and I hide that shit near the Mm. back of the room so that I can gorge out like a fucking savage and let everybody else have the rest. (laughs) Mm. Like, that is how you do that. And this was a birthday party for someone turning 19. <laughs> so it wasn't like this crazy adult party. It was like there was some teenagers there. There was young, well, my son. I, I think. And like all the little ones his age. So I'm like, yeah, they're not eating Philly steak cheese uh, topping pizza. Yeah. I mean, to go even further. Yes. Your point is more valid even with that. But I do think people assume too much of adults. Mm. I don't think many adults want that crazy julie and i get a ridiculous amount of toppings on our pizzas we always like the wild supremes or all those crazy batshit ones and Mm -hmm. i would say by and large it doesn't go over well like we're typically the only ones maybe one weird motherfucker who shows up at the last minute right who's taking advantage anyway we'll dig in but yeah Mm -hmm. we're pretty much buying those for ourselves like i'm not saying it's nobody you know don't (laughs) None of our listeners do this, but just in case you were thinking of writing in, it's good. We got this. But like, like, yeah, it's it, nah. It's it's unnecessary. Yeah, is the point. So I had one slice of pizza. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you're lucky water, to water. have had that. It was probably that thin, w- the thin shit slice that no one wanted afterwards. My, my, my wife walked in the kitchen and she was reading all the labels, and she looked at me and she goes, "Water, water everywhere." <laughs> Not a drop to drink, you poor bastard. I know it's cruel. I said I love Domino's. It's fucking cruel. So um, accurate. But yeah, man, it was a decadent night, as you said. It was like three topping Domino's, <laughs> fucking uh, s'mores, Fred. We had the ice s'mores going. Cool ice Light cream cake tap. <laughs> uh, and then someone, I, I went in their kitchen and just stumbled across a bag of Lay's potato chips. Oh shit. And sat around the fire eating this bag of Lay's. Um, and then the next morning I woke up and my tongue was raw. And oh, like yeah. I couldn't take – like it was so – they were so salty. Anyways, good times. Everybody had a good time. And then it was the fourth that we woke up. And we had to leave by 9 a.m. My wife, <laughs> as I'm crawling okay, to bed wait, at like 1 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. And my wife's like, oh, we, oh, we got to be out of the house by 9. I'm like, well, what? What? Oh, so you and I see that completely differently. I'm like, boom, baby. Seven hours. We're good. I get up at eight. 
Got an hour to get ready. No, I'm I'm like, what? Tomorrow's a wash. <laughs> and she's like, uh, no, she's like, oh, we're going to the, going to a parade. Going to a 4th fourth of oh, July parade that I, we go to every year. I've heard about so, places in America where there are 4th of July parades during the day. Like it's a morning thing. I've yeah. never experienced one of these myself, but go on. How are you supposed to see all the shit going on, Fred, if it's at, at night? night? Yeah, in the middle of the night. No. Go on. <laughs> Anyways, it was lame. We went. <laughs> I think I'm uh, pretty it used It used to be pretty big. And uh, for whatever reason, this year was it was small, huh. and you know the kids get candy. They throw candy at the kids, and so yeah, my, that's my been son the new brought a bag. Thing I don't um, agree with it, but I yeah, get it. so it's like half Halloween. Yeah. Like they just chuck every floor is chucking tons of candy. Well, and my son had a some bag kid gets of candy. Fucked in the deal and starts crying. So then you got to deal with that new thing, and it's usually my kid. So, um, there was you know we had kids next to us, and you know they can't throw candy everywhere, and right. so sometimes they wouldn't see my son. Mm-hmm. And then someone would walk, be walk my hand and stuff out, and he would get ready, and they'd just like ghost him. Mm-hmm. But he was fine. I'm like, buddy. And my wife's like, yeah, buddy, you gotta fucking get out there. You gotta hustle, kid. You gotta hustle. So he was fine. Um, he doesn't get butthurt about that shit, man. You know, it just makes him like work harder for stuff. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, I've heard about people like you your know, son. he doesn't. He doesn't like sulk <laughs> about it. He's just like he's like. He's like, what the? He looks back at me like, like evil eyes. Like, what the? That person? And I'm like, yeah, man, you gotta get out there. Um, and then after the parade, it was early. It was like ten fifteen in the morning. We went over the the in laws, had burgers over there. And I just laid around over there. Nice, good. It's a good day, man. It's a good day. It was a good weekend. Sounds like a fantastic. You know, weekend. I played games. I, I really don't remember the rest of the week. I'm sure I did I shit. Imagine I don't what? remember. But uh, where were you? How was your fourth? Do anything for the fourth? Yeah, yeah, actually. Uh had a similar weekend. So for the record, um it was uh it was a good weekend for us as well. Um sec. Sorry, I'm just time stamping. Um, but uh yeah, so let's see here. Friday night. What do we do Friday night? Something happened Friday night. Hold on. <laughs> oh, you know what? This week actually was chaotic. Okay, okay. So Wednesday night, actually, Trees. We went to a concert. We went to a concert from my high school years. Um, we took Autumn. Oh, I think I've seen you. Yeah, yeah. We took Autumn and my father-in-law and my brother-in-law and my wife. And we all went to a outdoor venue called Starlight around here, which is like, I guess what I would say is, you know, everyone knows those like big amphitheater hill concerts. Right. Think of a much more reduced amount like that. Like I would guess those hill areas, what do they hold? Like 30, 50,000? I don't know. I might be way exaggerating that. Mm-hmm. But like this is way lighter. This is like three, 5,000 people. But, so um, pretty good. But yeah, it's an outdoor venue. It's really nice. And it's it's next to our zoo. It's in a nice... Um, it's in a nice park that's in a really crime-ridden area because that's the way... America works. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. And we saw um it was uh opening band was Toad the Wet Sprocket, followed by mm-hmm. um uh, uh oh my god, the gin blossoms, the reason I was there. And then wow. wrapping up was the bare naked ladies. Wow, I didn't know they were still together, bare naked ladies. Yeah, and maybe uh, they shouldn't be, but I digress. I thought, um <laughs> I, I thought I thought they packed that in. Yeah. A long time maybe, ago. Maybe money brought them back. I don't know. So 
Are um, you? Wait a second. Are you trying to say they didn't have the uh, magic that they once had? They you sound did. very down they on it. They did. So, so first and foremost, well, let me get into that in a second. So, uh, Toad the Wet Sprocket was fine. You know, I think Toad the Wet Sprocket probably has the most number of, like, if you listen to the radio in the early to mid-90s, the most number of singles for a band that didn't get the sales that they deserved. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, right. every one of their songs is catchy and on, like, all kinds of compilations. But they never really rose to be anything. Most people nowadays don't know the band Toad the Wet Sprocket. They think you're fucking with them. <laughs> yeah, I know the name, but I, you'd have to remind me of the songs. I'd have to look them up, but I'm sure I'd know them if I heard the songs. Yeah, and I, I as much as I would love to serenade you with my disgusting uh-huh. tones, right. you can just Google it. Um, but yeah. uh, uh, but we started the night off um, tailgating <clears throat> in the parking lot. Um, that, that's a thing that you can easily do in Kansas city. I don't know how common it was. Maybe it was. I just don't, don't remember drinking much by the trunk of a car in parking lots at concerts in Chicago. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's cause we don't have cars. It's, it's big around here. Okay. So cause with the sports and concerts, it's, it's sports it's is definitely big, big but, and, and we didn't go buck wild. We got a sixer of Miller mm-hmm. light and me and my brother-in-law and my wife each had two. Right. So we're not talking about wild and crazy. Right. Mm-hmm. But we get into the venue and as we're walking up, um, there was a, uh, a beer tent or whatever, and it had no line. Right. So the girl was just like, would you like to buy beer? <laughs> And I was like, well, the prices are probably outrageous. And I think they were $7.50 for like a tap boulevard. Okay. Boulevard's our local brewery. So like a, a, a you know, a pint of a tap boulevard, $7.50. That's not a ridiculous upcharge. You're probably paying $4.50 to $5.50 in any bar, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh shit, 15 bucks to buy two beers. I think I could do that. So we bought two beers. And then all of a sudden, my father-in-law's like, wait a minute, is there a band on stage? And yeah, Toad was already playing. So we get up there. We sit down. Autumn was mildly amused by Toad, but didn't love it. Then the Gin Blossoms came on. They, I love the Gin Blossoms. They mm-hmm. were great. Um, I've always dug their stuff. Um, they played a good mix of hits and, and things like that. The lead singer is unrecognizable, though. He's got like you know, like short hair now. Right. And that, sure, that was always right. his thing. Right. He looked like a fucking bum with like the, the, yes. the over almost a beard. Right. And then he's got the really long hair and everything, mm-hmm. but he sound, his voice has not gone to the wayside. So that was really fun. And autumn actually very much enjoyed it. Plus we predominantly do eighties in the house, but we do some nineties. And so she was familiar with the gin blossom. So she heard some songs she liked. Um, and then, um, and then it was time to get. Oh, we also got her some Dippin' Dots at the beginning, so Ooh, that was Dippin' good. Dots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And oh, then we a- wrapped up. Uh, I had to run to the bathroom, so before the bare naked ladies came on, I ran to the bathroom, came out. <clears throat> they were selling twenty fours of Miller Lite, but I was going to drive home, so mm. um, I got my wife one. She wanted one, and then I got just a regular twelve ounce, like a regular can, for me. Right. And I ended up splitting half of it with my father-in-law. Um, I don't think he wanted to buy a water, honestly, because <laughs> I don't think he drinks much. But he was willing to have some beer to wet his whistle, you know what I mean? And I got right. Autumn a uh, bottled water and um, popcorn. Got her popcorn. She, she loves popcorn. So, <clears throat> And here's where I struggled. So for the record, happy Canada Day, because it was also Canada Day on Friday. Um, and... 
to our Canadian listeners, of which I know there are many of them, um, you know, love your country. And I was really hyped for Bare Naked Ladies. I thought I liked Bare Naked Ladies. I saw Bare Naked Ladies in the <coughs> early 2000s in Chicago and really enjoyed it. I thought it was fantastic. Okay. Their head is so far up their ass at this point that I cannot get with this. So they did their usual thing, but like they just did a couple of things that just rubbed me the wrong way. First of all, their set was over two hours. It's just a little long for a band that doesn't carry a two hour show. When I saw them, they were the closing band and they went 90 minutes plus a a quick encore of if I had a million (laughs) dollars, you know, like, like that was a good show. Um, Mm -hmm. the other thing was they, they joked about it too. They were like, yeah, we want to thank you because this concert was originally supposed to happen in early 2021 and then it got canceled. And so this is us reissuing it. And since that time, we've released an album and we know what you're thinking. Oh, God, we came here to see them do the hits. You know, I hope they're not going to play a bunch of shit from the new album, but we're totally going to do that. And um, tough shit. And then they proceeded to do that and drag out the middle of their show with a bunch of new songs, which I understand there are two schools of thought on this. The school of thought that isn't you play the hits when I see you live in concert is wrong. Dance Monkey, I came to see your show, perform what I want you to play. Like, I'm sorry. I'm going to be an asshole. And this is, as somebody who goes to Nine Inch Nails shows and Metallica shows and things like that, liking their new stuff, but I'm like, it's got to be mostly hits. That is why the audience is there. Who gives a fuck what I'm there for? Like, and I don't think if you don't want to play the hits don't be a big rocking amphitheaters band like i'm sorry like that's just my take on it but i digress Mm -hmm. um the other thing was they even did a thing where they stopped and they were like inevitably at our shows somebody has dragged your ass here and you don't want to be here uh that was another thing my daughter pointed out a lot you know bare naked ladies is like wholesome songs he swore like a sailor in between every song, which I kind of find amusing. Metallica is the same way, right? Metallica rarely has swears in their songs, and then they say the F word constantly when they're they're on stage. But um, but we're not in a Metallica show; we're at a Bare Naked Ladies show. Um, but yeah, they just did all that, and then um, I didn't know. I'm sorry. Am I correct that widely regarded in pop culture is that if you're a nerd, you're not a huge fan of? Big Bang Theory? Maybe you found it amusing for a while, but then you kind of faded out on it? I have no idea. Do you watch The Big Bang Theory and enjoy it? Um, I have seen it. Uh-huh. I have enjoyed it when I had saw sure. it. Sure. But I don't follow don't The Big follow Bang it. Theory. I, right. Yeah. So that's that's been my take on like everyone who's from my circles. And again... I acknowledge for listeners that this could be limited to my circles, but that seems to be the takeaway. I had no idea Bare Naked Ladies did the um, the uh, Big Bang Theory thing. It makes perfect sense when oh, you hear it. I, I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. So they play the Big Bang Theory theme in the middle of this, probably like an hour and a half into their set. And the audience, there were women in their 60s who lost their fucking minds the audience erupted in just they they were uh, they they loved it they adored it so much so 
that they felt the need to extend that song and maybe like redo a verse or two. And I'm like, this is a TV show theme song. This is a TV show theme song. This is a TV show theme song. And this is why everyone's here. Fuck my life. Fuck my life. Wow. And my daughter was like done. <laughs> like my daughter was like, they've been on too long. I want to go. And That's hilarious. then they, they did their hits, right? They did. Um, they, they wrapped up with, if I had a million dollars. And before that was, um, you know, Matt Bradford, um, reached out to me and he was like, my favorite song is this old apartment. And actually I really like that song too. And I don't think they played it. Oh. I could have missed it, but I don't think so. Is I that know that, that song slow, well Is that their slow song? Yeah, of. and it's from, there's a lot of, like, again, if you saw Bare Naked Ladies like 10, 20 years ago, it was a different concert, right? Like, they leaned into some of their slow songs, some of their, I wouldn't even call them deeper cuts. It's just from their older albums and stuff. Mm-hmm. And this was like that, in my opinion, negative hybrid of like brand new shit and like, the shit that you've heard on the radio a bunch of times, right? Like one week, right? Mm. By the time one week played, Autumn goes, finally the song I know and I just don't care anymore. That's just- <laughs> yeah. And so then the last thing they did, and again, whatever, like have your own opinions, but I got to tell you, I this really rubbed me the wrong way. Then all of a sudden they, they finished with, if I had a million dollars, but they made it clear the show was not over. We're at two hours now. My daughter and my wife have gotten into a fight and they're in the car. Oh, no. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, my wife's choice. She's like, I'm going to take her to the okay. car and da 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 da. Um, and I'm on the fence. So uh, this is something that actually became a point of contention. My wife and I had a little bit of a, we had a, a fight over this, but uh, we did figure it out, right? We, we just had no sure. idea. Both of us had completely opposing opinions. Growing mm-hmm. up in my house, and I think both opinions are valid, valid for the record. This is just okay. one of those things where you don't realize where you clash. Where we had a problem was there were her family members with us, right? And I know not everyone's going to agree with this, but if you're with like one of the partner's family, like if I'm with my wife's family or if my wife's with my family, there's just a high probability that the way we did things as a family, whoever the family that's present there is, you're going to follow that mentality right like that's just a given because you're around those people right you can fight that you can try to fight that but it doesn't go well in my opinion in my experience actually so in my wife's family growing up going to concerts and things like that and activities is for the adults the children are sometimes forced in this case autumn was forced to tag along they are welcome Mm -hmm. to tag along but you stay till the end and we're there because the adults wanted to go there. You got right. to tag along to an adult activity. And right. I I almost think that's the more common way mm-hmm. of doing it. You kind of are making me think that's true. That's, yeah, that's how I, unless you, like my, my wife takes the girls mm-hmm. to concerts as a chaperone for their concerts. That's a different story. Yes, but this was yes. Yeah. If if we're going to like my wife's favorite country artist, we're not yes. like bringing the kids. Okay, so yes, Julie's dad wanted to go to this concert, bought a ticket for him and the brother. Well, was going to buy a ticket for him and the brother, and then extended the invitation to say, 
you pay for it, but I'll buy tickets so we're all together to this show. Would you like to go? Hmm. So in this case, where I struggle is in my family, and this is probably why my dad stopped taking us to stuff like you just said. (laughs) If the kids got upset and wanted to go and caused a scene, then we went, we left. Oh. And my wife was like, well, but then you'll have chaos because then the kids think they can make the rules. And I do Mm -hmm. get that mentality. Somehow, neither of us were able to properly voice those words that night. But I get it. And I was stuck in a in the middle of I I don't know how to act sometimes with when my daughter wants one thing and the people I'm with, in this case my wife and her family, want another thing and they're at conflict with one another. Right? Like mm-hmm. that I wasn't prepared for. And so that didn't get handled very well. But that's actually not part of the story. I just wanted to bring it up. So my wife goes to the car. And so I am, the reason I bring this up is I am kind of in a mood for this concert to end, right? And it's just fucking dragon. And the, they don't think they need to be anywhere. We're, we're getting near midnight at this point, I should point out. Like we're past 11. Mm -hmm. And so, um, they, yeah, so he finishes the song and the lead singer puts up the guitar and he walks over to the drummer, high fives the drummer. The drummer gets up and he gets behind the drums. And they proceed to go, do you like Zeppelin? And then they play a Led Zeppelin song and the drummer sings. Oh, no. And then they go, do you like Bowie? And they play a Bowie song and the lead singer, the drummer sings. And so they're now doing like covers, like random covers. Oh, that's hilarious. And everyone around me, like it's not just my wife's family, is like, this is fucking awesome. This is genius. Who's going to get to see Led Zeppelin live? And I'm like, we're not seeing Led Zeppelin live. This is the bare naked fucking ladies. <laughs> and I'm just done. Like I am both pissed off at the band and I want to go because of oh, my daughter. So then they end it. Okay. Finally, the torture <laughs> session of 15 minutes where everyone thought literally was talking like they had just seen Zeppelin again. And I, I will give their drummer credit. He did a fantastic, was it Robert Plant? He did a fantastic Robert Plant. Um, so, so then we get up to go. All right, th- this threshold of just tons of people are getting up to go, right? And I'm in a hurry to get out of there. My wife's family, not so much in a hurry. We get like near the gates trees. I can see them. I can see the front <laughs> gates. I'm almost at the promised land to get to the, the parking lot, Okay. Where I know I'm going to sit in a car for over an hour as we all pack in and wait to leave, right? <laughs> and they fucking come back out on stage. Oh! oh and they going. Double, they had turned on the lights course. and everything. So, like, even oh. the, the venue wasn't aware of this. Sounds like they didn't want to go home. Sounds like yes. they had nothing to do at home. They very clearly empty. said they had nothing to do the next day. <laughs> they weren't flying out till later the next day. So, they were ready to keep it going. Um... And something that I probably would have jumped at, which was they had the lead singer of Gin Blossoms and Toad the Wet Sprocket out there, and they started singing more covers with the two of them. But I think the bigger fuck you was that half the venue had started to exit, right? Like some people couldn't even get back in. Hmm. And 
Molly's family, understandably so, like this is not a criticism on them. They were like, holy shit, they're back on stage. What is going on, right? Like everyone suddenly reverses course and tries to go back into the venue. Uh, that didn't go over well with me. I, no. I, I kept no. my, I kept quiet, but I lost my shit. <laughs> and so here's why I tell you all this. Uh-huh. Am I just getting old? Is that what really happened here? I mean... Because my brother-in-law does not have a wife and kids, right? And so right. there's that. And my father-in-law is retired. So he has jack shit to do the next day. Right. Plus it's summer, plus you're at an outdoor festival concert, right? <sighs> so I, I completely understand everyone mm-hmm. in that scenario. But I was just like... I have been at this venue since six o'clock at night. Right. It is almost midnight. You guys right. keep dragging this out and you're not even playing your songs. You dragged me through all these songs I didn't want to hear. And now you're dragging me through all these songs you didn't even write. What the fuck is wrong? With you? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm kind of on your side as far as right. I'm just like, fuck you. No, guys. but because I think the thing is, right. Mm-hmm. It was, it's a, <clears throat> you were there to be there, right? Yeah. You didn't seek out the, the bare naked ladies. It wasn't like, hey, the no, bare no, naked ladies were No, a lot of people were, were, were going to leave after Gin Blossoms, to be honest. Um, because yeah. so, Gin Blossoms and bare naked ladies, I don't think is a huge Venn diagram. <laughs> right. So, see, it would be different if, if that's why you were there, right? Mm-hmm. But they just happened to they. They're a band that you had no, you once maybe had affection for, but they're not doing nothing for you now, and they were prolonging your escape. Yeah, and the other you know? thing that really frustrated me was Toad the Wet Sprocket got like forty five minutes, and Gin Blossoms was hurriedly ushered off stage mm-hmm. in an hour. Like that was the other thing was like I. You know, and again, I don't think that was the bare naked ladies doing. Right. But like, yeah, it was just anyway. And I did hear a lot when we were leaving. So, uh, uh, so my my father in law and brother in law disappear into the crowd, and oh. I tried to find them, and I couldn't find them. So I just texted them. I'm going back to the car. I'm sorry, I can't find you, and I'm just really frustrated. And as I'm walking back, I hear other people like kind of exasperated. They're like. They were just mad about the same stuff. Like, I'm not going to repeat yeah. what I said. But anyway, we got back. It was all good. I apologized the next morning for me acting like a little bit, you know, for leaving them hanging mm. for everything. My wife and I learned a little bit about... It's weird. Like, we've been married over 13 years. Like, to to learn something about someone, right? It's so niche of a topic. But, like, I just want people to know, and you, I know you mm-hmm. know this well, like, it doesn't matter how long you're married to somebody... Somehow, because of the way this whole process works, you're going to fucking completely not see eye to eye. And it's so rare that sometimes you don't handle it the best. And I sure Mm -hmm. as hell did not that night. But anyway. Right. But I did one thing that is hard for me. Largely. People could definitely tell I was frustrated, but I kept my fucking mouth shut because I didn't want to say anything that I was going to regret in the morning. And then I proceeded to apologize to my brother and my father the next morning about leaving him hanging and being a weird, quiet weirdo in the back seat, the drive home, right? Because I was sequestered by my wife to the back seat. <laughs> wow. Um, but, you know, for like those first four hours, it was great. 
and I learned oh. a little something. Um, but anyway, uh, just to, to rush through, um, let's see. We didn't do anything really Friday. I'm trying to remember what we did Friday. Um, you know what? I don't remember how it happened, but I'll be talking about it later. Um, my wife, my brother-in-law, and me played Man of Medan. We played Dark Pictures oh, okay. Anthology Man of Medan over the course of two nights, and that was a lot of fun. So I'll be talking about that later. Um, we did go see Minions. Oh, how's that? My kids I want know to see that like the pop culture world loves to shit on Minions, but I'm sorry, I, love I fucking I love them. I, I don't I know if Minions. I love them as a marketing tool, but the movies themselves are amusing. Minions was a little weak. This gets back to form. This is the Despicable Me style writing. Okay, so it's the origin of Gru and how he mm-hmm. became who he is. And yeah, they do a fantastic job. This movie was very self-aware. It was returned to form. It was back to Despicable Me 1 and 2, if you were a big fan of those. Mm-hmm. My favorite's actually Despicable Me 3, but it's 80s pop culture, so I'm biased, right? Um but yeah, it was it was very good. It was very good. My daughter loved it. My brother-in-law came with us. He loved it. Um, oh, and that reminds me of what we did Friday night. Okay, so real quick, we went to, we always do takeout on Friday night, and I have been craving a Bloomin' Onion from Outback Steakhouse. Oh, My wife okay. and I looked it up, and there's only one Outback Steakhouse in the Kansas City metro. <laughs> It's by Oak Park Mall for those that live around here, which is like your turbo suburban mall. (laughs) Um, And so I was beside myself that at seven o'clock, there was not much of a wait. (laughs) (laughs) So we got a Bloomin' Onion. My wife and I shared like they do that Bloomin' Onion sauce now on everything. So they had fried Bloomin' Onion shrimp also. Wow. So I had a Bloomin' Onion appetizer with an appetizer of fried Bloomin' Onion shrimp as the entree. And then my wife got a Bloomin' Onion Philly sandwich. And we split it. And then I was way too full. But my wife for herself got a cookie. Like a melted cookie with like cinnamon and caramel and ice cream on it and stuff like that. Living it up. And we were so full after that. I was, uh, we finished everything, Trees. And the ticket was like light. Like it was like, like I just told you that. Like I had a, I had an oil can of Foster's, which is the 25 ounce or whatever. Right, right, right. Um, we had all that food I just told you about, plus the desserts, plus autumn eight. And our tab was like 56 bucks or something. Wow. <laughs> I think I gave the guy 15 because he was a really good server too. Um but I, we were full until so usually before these movies I've told you about this we go to that old Chicago pizza place and we have a couple beers and we have lunch before we go see a movie and we saw um, Minions at 1.45pm we were so full we just skipped that whole process oh. we just we did not eat breakfast we did not eat lunch and we went straight to the movie <laughs> I like it I snuck in a Baja Blast Zero Sugar Mountain Dew. You'd have been proud of me. <laughs> oh, I'm proud. And my daughter and brother-in-law slaughtered some popcorn. I'll give them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and AMC is back to giving the free refills on the buckets. So we we made we made that eight dollars go. Uh, when you're part of the A list, a bucket of popcorn is the same price as a regular popcorn. So it's like seven ninety seven or something. So. And then we filled it twice. And so I think each of them had a bucket of popcorn. So good for them. I had a couple of handfuls myself. Right. Um, but that was a lot of fun. And then, yes. And then um, 
we played games and then let's see, Sunday, Sunday was, I got to play video games. My wife and my daughter went to the pool and did other things. So I hung around the house. Um, and then Monday was, uh, the fourth and believe it or not, trees, Mm -hmm. we didn't drink on the fourth at all. Um, and oh yeah, that's right. Sorry. Um, Sunday night we went to a party and, uh, at, at a local neighbor's house, um, and had a good time, met a lot of nice people right now. The big hot topic, right. Is abortion. Right now, Kansas is deciding if they're going to... We've got the the vote in August on abortion or no abortion. And so the neighborhoods are painted with vote no, vote yes. And so that's a big... On the abortion ban. So that's a big point of contention. So so it's like a super fun party. Well, so no one talked about it, but it was one of those awkward (laughs) things where you're in a... Where you're in like a cul-de-sac party where half the people... Mm -hmm where both sides know they fundamentally disagree on stuff. Julie and I did what we usually did. We found the most unique gay couple I'd met in a long time. Um, they'd been together probably as long as Julie and me. They, we said they were the gay version of us. And they had three boys. Mm-hmm. Sorry, two boys and a girl. Uh, they had three kids, though, um, that they adopted. And so, like, that's, to me, unique for a gay couple, by and large. Um, that many kids, at least. And, uh, they were great parents. And so we ended up just shooting the shit about like just being a couple being parents and, and we just had a ton in common. So it was just fun to hang out with them and, uh, and, and just talk about everything but politics. <laughs> it's basically what yeah, we talked about. Yeah, that's the only way to go, man. Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, and they are our soulmates and they invited us to their pool party because they have this, they live out in like the countryside. This happens a lot in Kansas City, not just Kansas, the state, Kansas City. They're actually on the Missouri side. There are mm-hmm. people who are just like, you know what? I'm going to move 30 miles outside of the city and have like, for the same money, I'm going to have this massive house with all the amenities. And they do. They have this massive house with an in-ground pool and all this cool shit and five acres of land and they just live like Kings. Right. And so they invite us to their pool party, but we're going to be out of town for vacation, <laughs> um, but we will someday go party with them. Um, but, uh, and then 4th of July was real chill. We stayed inside all day. We watched all of stranger things. We finished up season four. I said watching season three, uh, yesterday okay. <laughs> because I watched one and two and I liked them. There wasn't any reason why I didn't start watching three. I remember watching the trailer three and going, oh, sweet. And I never got around to it. And now everybody's raving about four. So now I have to go back. Yeah, four is real strong, up. but you do it does require three. You have to have seen yeah. it. it, it oh, is yeah. Well, consistent. I'm not skipping seasons. You know? Well, so the so. funny thing for me, though, was season four. I won't talk anything about the plot. It's fine. It, but it was very good. But season four, they released it in two parts. And... The second part came out July 1st, but the first part was seven episodes that were roughly an hour apiece, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, the usual, 48 minutes to an hour apiece. So then I didn't look at the second part when it came out. Like, we didn't have time to watch it, so we were going to get to it later. So Julie and I just have some time um, on the 4th. I-, I forget what was happening, because we did our usual things. Like, we went to the gym, we... Went about our day. I think she went to the pool that day as well. Um, and then 
Um, and then uh, out of the blue, she came home and we just had like, we, we realized until dinner we had, because I made some burgers for dinner, um, but we realized that we had like an hour or two to kill. So she pops up, um, um, we pop up Stranger Things, and it's only two episodes for the back half. <laughs> Mm. But one episode is an hour and a half, and the final episode is two and a half hours. Oh, wow. Right? So it's like two movies, basically. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's like a, like a B-horror film and then a, and then a fucking Marvel movie, right? Like, it was like, whoa, these are long. So, um, but we did finish that up. That's basically what we did. And then right when we finished those up, so basically what happened was we watched one of the episodes, the hour and a half one. We made dinner. We ate it. And then Autumn proceeded to play games with her friends. She's getting real deep into Fortnite. And we went back and finished Stranger Things. And um, it was really good. I highly recommend it. I do think it is probably... I like all the seasons, but I think my personal favorites are seasons two and four. Uh, actually, let me take that back. You just started watching season three. Is Billy introduced in season three? Billy is uh, was he the lifeguard? Yes, he's the hot lifeguard with the mustache. So he, yeah, season three, he's in the very first episode. Okay, so but that's the first time you see him, right? Yeah, and I've only seen him in the first episode. So, so while I found ruin it, no, no. While I found season one and two endearing, I'm trying to get my seasons straight. While I found season Mm -hmm. one and two endearing, and they definitely do that great job of like setting up Hawkins as this like crazy place right and they have those weird hooks to D and stuff like that mm-hmm. i actually like when it became a darker more horror series which is the direction it takes in seasons three and four and so i think season three is my favorite oh. with season four being right behind it that's going to be an non-popular opinion i think i think people are going to say season one and season two i think most people will say probably season two and season four are their top ones but you know i've always been a person where everyone loved resident evil 2 and i love three so i gotta be complicated anyway Mm -hmm. i digress and again i'm not particularly saying i love the billy character i'm just saying he was the easiest way to know exactly what season we're talking about without getting into any spoilers so um but yeah, we finished that up and uh, that kind of, oh, and then we went outside um, at, at sundown. Uh, fireworks are illegal in our city. Um, and um, naturally what firework salesmen do is they set up tents right outside the city limits and sell fireworks mm-hmm. because they're legal in most other areas around here. And we didn't buy anything crazy. We bought some sparklers. We bought four fountains. <laughs> And a couple jumping jacks. Nothing to write home about. Um, but we were going to go set those off. And our, our neighbors, new neighbors, young neighbors, um, they bought the house a couple years ago, but they've never been around for the fourth. They were blowing off fucking mortars and fucking just the, the hard shit, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they blew off probably $150 in fireworks. But we had decided, like, there was a lot of chaos going on in Kansas. And I'm not talking about, like, political chaos or shootings or anything like that. I'm sure those things were happening, but, you know, fingers crossed they didn't really affect, you know, the the metro very much. Um, 
I just didn't want to pack into another place where I was around 5,000 people and then fighting a parking lot home and stuff like that. And for a rare change, my wife, who's usually totally down and encouraging on that stuff, was like, you know what? I've had my fill this year. I'm good. Mm. We won't go to a fireworks show like where we're going to pack in, right? And we actually had a blast. There were a bunch of our neighbors, too, that were like, fuck the law, right? Because that's what we do now. Um, and uh, just a bunch of fireworks going off all over our neighborhood that were like really expensive. Actually, we went and bought those fireworks. They were very expensive. Like the, the sample I just told you about, most people probably assume 10, 15 bucks. And it was like 40, like fireworks mm-hmm. have gone way up in price. The guy was telling us that the, the lot he blew off, you know, in our front yard was like, uh, we have a cul-de-sac, so in the middle of the cul-de-sac, um, he said it was like 150 bucks for the the mixture. Oh, got. Yeah, it was a yeah, lot. When I'm when I'm up at the cabin, there's mm-hmm. a fireworks show that, like 10 minutes away, not even. Like one of the ones where you grab a little carriage and you go up and down mm-hmm. the aisles and shit. Yeah. Oh yeah, you spend fucking those. These are like 75 bucks, 50 well, bucks a pop for those, those mortars. You wrapped like black cat phantom, <clears throat> you know. Right. Bundles. Yeah, you buy these big bricks like. Yeah. You know, they have crazy names on them and stuff, mm-hmm. and they cost like 80 bucks. And then you light it, and it's done in like you know, a few minutes. <laughs> like, wow, that was fun! Yeah, he didn't have yeah. a whole lot of those, he had a lot more of the the big tube where you drop the, the ball in it, the mortars. Like, yeah, the mortars. Yeah. So, he had a lot yeah, more of the mortars. Um, we were pleased with our fountains, they had a little sparklies and stuff like that, and they were fun. You know, I got to give credit like, everybody was applauding everybody else's stuff, even though my dick was mm-hmm. the smallest in the neighborhood. It was very clear, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, um, but nice uh, you know, I'll call it out. Um, but we had a good time. We blew off fireworks from like nine till 10, and then trees. Oh, it's the best. Mm-hmm. We came inside, the dogs were all nervous about the fireworks, right? Mm-hmm. My wife was mm-hmm. tired. She was like, I'm really tired. And it's really warm because it was like 95 degrees outside. She was like, do you mind if the dogs just hang out with you? And I turn on the air and I was like, yeah, no problem. So I go downstairs and trees. I played video games for like three straight hours with a bunch of dogs asleep around me on the floor. Just feeling comfortable, even though all these boom booms were going off outside, just being around me. And I had just cold air conditioning just blasting on my face while drinking water. I, I stupidly didn't get any soda for the weekend and that, mm-hmm. that I regretted that <laughs> that behavior at that moment. And I, we had beers in the house, but I was like, I'm not drinking anymore. <laughs> I'm so done. And so, but it, I got to tell you, it was magical. It was a perfect yeah. way to end my weekend. Just oh, perfect. Good. So anyway, all right, I've dragged this out. But yeah, that was, <laughs> that was my week. <laughs> I like it. So... And trees, yeah. I've got one other thing before we get into games. Okay. We have listener mail. Holy shit. I love it. So if you're ready. All right. Spring it on me. All right. Here we go. This is from uh, Andrew. Andrew wrote in again, which we thank you. And anybody else who wants mm-hmm. to write in, it is contact at gaminghistory101.com. Or you can go to the contact link at gaminghistory101.com. Sure, we should probably get an email. Ooh, this one's a little bit of a longie, but I'll read it. All right, here we go. You ready? Okay, I'm listening. Here we go. It says, hello again. I don't know how to begin, so I'll just begin. Uh, so I'll just begin. I'll try to be brief. First, the main reason why I'm writing at all. I believe this is an important thing for everyone to think about, and I needed to vent to someone. 
We are here. (laughs) I think you will find it interesting. Once upon a time, the internet was invented, and and one of the first ways people used it, besides looking for porn, that is, to bitch and complain. And it would always be presented in a super serious manner, like, this crap and garbage is ruined forever, and let me tell you why you must agree you're an idiot with, er, why you must agree, or you're an idiot with shit for brains. And because of the way we humans operate, if I hate what you hate, I will respond with, yeah, I totally agree. Uh, with several hundred people telling you how you're totally on point, how can you possibly be incorrect? No, of course, you are correct, and the thing is crap and garbage and ruined forever, and anyone who disagrees has shit for brains. So, fueled by positive feedback, the cottage industry of rage articles and rage videos grew and grew and grew over the years. And the worst part is, a user review is the only way for the public, for the consumer, for you, to provide feedback to the creator, the maker of the content. And with thousands upon thousands of brain-dead, low-effort rants posted online, it has led to an ending of The Boy Who Cried Wolf. Actual good critique of flawed or actually bad movies, books, games, etc. Excuse me. Gets absolutely buried under tons and tons of low-effort shit. Basically, anytime there's a negative response to a piece of entertainment, it gets brushed off as... Man, baby, nerds bitching about stuff that doesn't matter. In other words, any negative review or more lengthy critique... Oh, wait. In other words, any negative review or a more lengthy critique that is negative, well, that loser nerds nitpicking. It's all wrong. Ignore the basement-dwelling losers. They're all wrong and dumb. You cannot criticize anymore because no one will take you seriously. No criticism is valid. All of this is pointless nitpicking, and you are a loser nerd man baby who probably doesn't score. You probably hate sunshine and babies and kittens, and you made a negative review. And thanks to the many, many boys who cried wolf for several decades, thank you. Hmm. He puts intermission. And I want to intercede here with, man, I would love to know... What completely, probably justified criticism you had that you got buried on? Yeah, he just has has PTSD on this question. Something bad happened to him. Well, it sounds like he tried to make a... And and again, I'm not expecting you to write it and tell us. But I guess what I can say is I've been there. Because it sounds like you tried to make a point that was counter to what whoever made the content had said. Right. And you put a lot of thought into trying to make a well-argued, basically, opinion that disagreed with the content creator. And it sounds like you got buried under bullshit, uh, which so oft happens on the internet, right? Um, As I told my wife earlier today, it's not really about what the facts are. It's really about what Wikipedia says, right? But I digress. I'm, I'm, I'm hedging in on his email. Here we go. He goes, okay, now for several brief points that do not warrant long discussion. And these are related to some stuff we discussed on the show. He goes, okay. Elden Ring and Soulsborne titles. Those were intentionally designed with an online component so gamers could help each other online to collaboratively, through trial and error, beat each level. The games were designed to force you to work together uh, with other people. And you think Demon Souls is bad? Try Siren on the PS2. The game was also designed to force people to go to forums, and the puzzles were designed counterintuitively very often. Want a 100% level and get the best ending? Ask other players. Maybe one of them found the solution two days ago. I'm not exactly defending this approach to game design. I'm merely telling you that exists, 
uh, that it exists and is always intentional. And side note for me, like that's a good kind of like realignment, right? To keep in mind, whether good or bad, that's how they were designed. And he is not wrong about Siren. That PS2 Siren game, you know, I bought and kind of played and dismissed it on a recent episode. Like, he reached out to me on that one as well, and he was like, yeah, it's just, it's not designed to play the way that you're playing it, and I'm not telling you how to play your game. I'm telling mm-hmm. you that's how it was designed, so you're going to have a bad experience because you're going against how the designer wants you to play it. So, do you have any opinions on this before I move on, Trees? No. Okay. He's spot on so far. He says, European game design. That's his next one. You are almost entirely on the money there. Another reason for clunky old European games is the simple fact that the centers of game development were West Coast USA, in other words, California, and Japan. Europe did not have enough veterans and certainly lacked the professional game animators. Animation uh, of the guy you play as, as well as the enemies, is extremely important. A lot of developers in the past did not get that. So, yeah, he's talking about you know the, your, your ability to animate your avatar. Because of the lack of talent, yes, old European games were often clunky and punishing in a trial and error-like way, the way of the arcade, where the only one who knows what to expect in the level is the level designer and the games, uh, sorry, comma, the game's creator. And game designers in the past often did not know how to make games challenging but fair, also known as fun. And thanks Mm. to a lack of quality American and Japanese games, European children grew up with extremely unfair games and as a result grew up to become gods. There's a reason European ports of Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 had an extra difficulty setting for Europe. I'm going to completely agree on this as well. The patience, my European friends, up to and including Andrew, who I do believe, I don't know if we've ever delved into it, and it's not my business to know either way, but I'm pretty sure he has European origins. And I will tell you, people like Cy1, even Jam, and like Andy and Allie from 42 Level 1, these individuals and many like them tolerate just brutal punishing difficulty in ways I cannot fathom. I just have no tolerance for it. Never did, no matter how young I was. So, Hmm. but yeah. He goes, and last Tomb Raider. This is probably three episodes late. Fred may still find this interesting. So this is interesting Mm -hmm. because, Trees, you and I talked about this. Angel of Darkness is a direct sequel to Last Revelation, the last proper entry on the PS1 that ended with a big, fat cliffhanger. Angel of Darkness semi-resolved the cliffhanger after a small time skip. The game was going to be very ambitious with more more story than ever before and more gameplay features than ever before. And because, of course, IDOS released the game at least six months too early because they were fucking morons, thinking Mm. an ambitious PS2 game should should have only slightly longer development cycle than a PS1 title. Basically, Core were screwed, and the game came out unfinished. Europeans got a less buggy version several months later. Americans were not as lucky. Fred, if you want to play Angel of Darkness and actually have some resemblance of fun, play the European PS2 release and be very patient with it, or get the modded PC port with fan patches. There are several projects right now to finish and polish the game, all of them promising. However, I did not play any of them, so I cannot exactly tell you which to choose. Well, there's another essay done and over with. I'm sorry for making you read so much. I will try to do this less often. No, I mean, that was very insightful, um, but a good point. I do remember Angel of Darkness getting slaughtered, like to the point that I wasn't playing Tomb Raider games at this time, and I just remember 
American Games Press just tearing it apart. Hmm. So, do you did you ever get to Last Revelation, which was on PS One, no. or um, and I think Last Revelation is the one that had the port on Dreamcast. But it is possible Angel of Darkness was on Dreamcast and then ported to PS Two. Don't know either way. Andrew seems to suggest it was on PS Two, um, like as its its primary thing. And I'm sure a quick Google search will answer your question. So there's no need to have a follow up. But anyway. It makes me intrigued to try it. I just worry about my patience level, but I can very easily play European copies of games. So um, fortunately, I got rid of my CRT, moved it down to the basement, got my LED Bravia up here, but this Sony Bravia does do 50 hertz. So hook up the component cables to the PS2 um, and uh, boom, I can play the European copy. So it's no problem, but um, I don't think I'm there yet. I'm still... Uh, I won't talk about it on the show, but I'm still hard tackling Tomb Raider 2. It's not hard, but it's particular. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I I was high on Tomb Raider 1 like everybody else in the world when we played mm-hmm. it on the PS1 because it was like this new thing. Um, but yeah, I, I fell off of Tomb Raider pretty, pretty quick. <laughs> I think a lot of people... I know a lot of people still love two and I think three even like unlike resident evil where three kind of split the audience. Mm-hmm. I feel like tomb Raider three still held everyone's attention. I'm, I'm sh- again, I'm sure those of you who know probably largely mm-hmm. European listeners, but there are plenty of American listeners also who played tomb Raider three um, could tell me in a heartbeat. Uh, and, and those who are really curious can, can Google mm-hmm. it up. But, but Andrew, thank you for uh, following up. And uh, following up on some things we definitely talked about on on this podcast uh, recently enough. So, but uh, anyway. Yeah. So there you have it. So is he trying to say that From Software um, accidentally lucked into their formula? Because they made it a game that was supposed to be about online help and then no one helped each other. And then it got labeled as brutally hard. And then (laughs) now that's that's their, their shtick. I mean, yeah, I, I do think that is. I don't know that that's his point. <laughs> they fell. They fell into the formula. That's what but it sounds I do like. Think there is, is no. That... I do think that's accurate. Trees, like, I mean, yeah. If if you want my opinion, the only difference between Demon's Souls on PS3, outside of the clear performance and stuff, but at the time, Demon Souls mm-hmm. is very consistent with the hardware, right? Like, Demon Souls was not. I do remember people saying it looked like a PS2 game. I got to be honest with you. I've been playing some PS3 games lately. Those yeah. are fucking rough. The 360 generation wasn't any better. <laughs> like, those games look rough. Um, yeah. 720p was fine at the time, right? It was revolutionary. But for every Gears of War, there were a shitload of things that looked like late-stage PS2 games. Um, Haze oh. is a perfect example. Um all that said, yes, I do mm-hmm. think the biggest difference between Demon Souls in tw- in 2009 on PS3 and Demon Souls in 2020 or whatever on PS5 or whenever it came out is purely that a new audience has been created, right? And mm-hmm. I hate to be cynical about this, but I do feel like, do you get the feeling lately, especially with the younger generations. So this is something that may that, that will sound like a broad generalization and I'm not intending it, but I just 
find very few people in my age group that agree with this. Um, I feel like the younger generations like to take things that were traditionally thought of as shitty and talk about how awesome they are. And this is evidenced by the people who do all, and again, it might just be lost in a lot of what Andrew was talking about with like YouTube culture, right? And things like that. But like, there's a bunch of people who are like, no, really guys, Friday the 13th on the NES is really good, right? Or like people who are arguing that like movies that were shit on and video games that were shit on in the past are like, no, 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 those are really good. People just didn't realize it at the time. And I think um, that's the argument leveled against a lot of from software design. I, th- I think you're, you're associating that with like, like a modern young person trait. I think that's okay. always been the way, and maybe always, it has been. Whole life. Maybe I was I think, as guilty as everyone else. Yeah, I, I, I think you know. I, I like think Night you Trap latch. and the Wizard, so that would definitely back that theory. Yeah, there, there comes a time where everybody latches on the old shit, and they think that they it's again and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. what the fuck were hipsters? That's what hipsters were. Back yeah, in, and like, those still 15, exist. Now. Twenty years ago, yeah, they do, but like it was the same sort of thing. It's like fucking Walkmans are cool. It's like no, they weren't. <laughs> they were cool in the eighties, and not cool now. They got CDs yeah, and fucking no, iPods now. So I mean, I think we can well, all agree think, the Discman is an abomination, though. I think, anyway. I think with the abundance of games now, it's easier. There's more shit to choose from. The fucking retro, fucking fix, and you know retro praise oh but, yeah because 50 uh, percent of the games that are coming out are remakes of previously released games but i digress you know but and 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 you know i don't know it's like um like anything with with our with our um social media and everything nowadays for likes and stuff it's like mm-hmm. it also becomes a, a business model correct right you got people Very that correct. you got people that get rich for shit on stuff Mm-hmm. You have people they get rich for fucking loving shit. You get people rich for doing what you just said, but fucking playing old shit. Talk about how great it is. I mean, you know, I don't know. I think it's a different time, but I think it's a market thing too for people fucking like, look at this shit. Like I think you're really yeah, you. No, I mean, now that you say that, yeah, I, I think you're spot on. Like, you know. it, is, and, it is both a business model and just mm-hmm. a natural part of. As you're younger, like coming into your own. I mean, if right? so, if someone's streaming fucking all of Billy Hatcher and they're like, "This is great," you're like, "I'm gonna watch." I've never seen Billy Hatcher. What's this? Let's watch this. Like fucking, yeah. I don't know. It's a market for all types of shit. Yeah, um, you're not wrong. Whereas, whereas, you know, I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. But no, I'm just saying. Actually. I think it's. I just think it's always been like that. I think there's always it. That, that's some new phenomenon. I don't think. Well, I just thought of it, so it's definitely new. But yeah, no, you pulled, you pulled an old man move yeah. right there. Where you just like these kids nowadays. At least I said <laughs> like, it was. Yeah, I think it was always. But uh, no, I know that. But uh, I think you know. Listen, I've I've glommed I, on the shit when I was younger. That I'm like, yeah, this is cool now. It's and they're like, that's garbage. You know what I will what I will back you on though 100 percent is um, yes what was hated in from software games in the past has literally mm-hmm. come full circle to it's be become niche adored. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. Yep. And then, and then, you know, they get a taste of that Elden ring money. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Um, by all accounts, it's safe to say this is their biggest hit, right? Their biggest mainstream hit. Oh yeah, as far as oh, sales. So, so the temptation to get a little bit more of that, oh, that block of cheese. Just you wait. I, I then, don't care what people say. The so, next two years is going to be. How do we get that Elden Ring money, right? Everyone's going to be like, "Well, what if you Skyrimmed, but?" You added Dark Souls, mm-hmm. and it's like, but they just did that. Don't do that. Well, I, I'm talking from the actual company from software. From not software, just you feel like the next cats. thing, yeah. I I think the next thing, you, as, as I don't care who you are, mm-hmm. you have success. You want more success, um, that place. and eventually people will turn on them. Eventually, they're gonna make something again. Do you remember the Flack Dark? Dark Souls uh, 2 got. They dumbed it down. Here yeah, they go. They go in mainstream. So, like, they go in mainstream. I, have, I mean, I have the coveted mm-hmm. original Dark Souls right. 2 on PC copy on Steam. Yeah. And then so, there's that whatever the the whatever the, the second mm-hmm. edition that came out was that's like the one everybody mm-hmm. has now. So but, so yeah. Everybody knows gamers, gamers are fickle. They go up and down. So it's like, you know, Demon Souls with this niche thing. Everybody hated it. No one understood it. Then Dark Souls came out and it it was more refined and, and it found a bigger audience of people like, you know what? I actually really like this and I actually like that. It's kind of hard. And then Dark Souls 2 came out with some quality of life improvements and people were like, oh, they're dumbing it down. Here they go. Yeah. And same thing will happen. Elden Ring. Um, well, I think the only reason Dark Souls 3 is so well-regarded is they released this completely different thing with Bloodborne and then mm-hmm. just kind of like did a hybrid with 3, as I understand mm-hmm. it. Like they kept the right. Dark Souls mentality, but they added in some hints mm-hmm. of... Are you, you're telling me that Die Hard from Software people are pissed that Elden Ring was successful? They hate that. You know, no they one like likes to. Uh, you don't like the so, club getting crowded. Why is a club so crowded tonight? I mean, if Tamora Hussein, <laughs> who is my only gauge on what games mm-hmm. press think, it's that you know it's not my fault. You suck at video games and you can't figure out something that's for babies. Mm-hmm. I'm just awesome at video games, and there's nothing else to be said about that. Mm-hmm. He seems really happy that it gained a lot of praise. Mm -hmm. But I do get this small hint that behind closed doors, it probably shouldn't have sold very well so that he could continue to be. But you know what? Everybody secretly knows that Sekiro is the best of them, right? Because all the places um, put Sekiro. It's like the people that have the... It's like, oh man, have you been to that, that fish taco food truck? Oh yeah. No, no, no. You have to go down two alleys. And every you know Tuesday, what, though? you're right though. At this noon, existed before. It's there. No, no. And Do you remember going through all this with Ninja Gaiden? Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. That was like a hardcore thing. And like, I remember Ninja playing Ninja Gaiden, Gaiden Black. Black. <laughs> I remember playing Ninja Gaiden Black, which I think is yeah. easier than Ninja Gaiden um, on a- the original Xbox. And I was like. Yeah, it's cool. It looks beautiful, but it's hard as fuck. And people are like, why do you fucking suck? And I'm like, yeah, get better. Are you kidding me? That yeah. uh, there's that one boss. It's the one that tanks everyone. It's right after mm-hmm. the the 
the bone dragon or whatever. Anyway, yeah. there's a boss after that. If you get good, if you get better at the game and get start getting through it, you always get stuck at that boss. And then I remember mm-hmm. playing Ninja Gaiden 2 and beating it. And they were like, well, yeah, because you could recover health, the pussies. Yeah. They like made it so easy. That game's a breeze. And for the record, yeah. I don't care what anyone says. Not that anyone's challenging this. Ninja Gaiden 2 is not an easy game. Mm-hmm. It is fucking hard, especially the 360 version. But like, I got through it. And you know what, yeah. Trees? I probably shaved off more years of my life than I probably needed to to get through that game. Yeah. And so I but didn't th- finish that game feeling like I had some badge of honor. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah, you can go look. I have 900 achievement points in that game. Yeah, no one gives a flying fuck. Yeah, but, <laughs> but it, I digress. And, and you know, the Elden Ring, the finish the Elden Ring analogy there, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. like, again, it's like you have that special food truck and we know about it. And then Elden Ring comes out and you come around the corner and the lines around the corner. You go, what the fuck? Who did Joe Rogan mention this on a show? What's going on here? <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know, you know, I and saw, that's, I saw Green Day before they were cool. There was like, it was their girlfriends and me in the audience. That was yeah. it. So cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Everything goes up and down. No, you're Doesn't right. Matter. It all comes full you play what, you, We've done this before. You got to ignore that shit. You ignore all that shit and you just play what you like. You ignore all that nonsense. And so. to be clear and fair, that is exactly what Andrew does. I have mm-hmm. to say Good. that my take on every interaction I've had with him, and I've had plenty of them, is that he doesn't really give a flying fuck what yeah. anyone It's a way to be. And, I mean, yeah, and he genuinely seems to enjoy video games at a level that I need to figure out. And, I mean, look, and it's not like you this. and he are not, along with many others, are not trying to drive me very clearly yes. in that direction. I was, was going to say, look, look at the guy you're doing the show with here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like, it's not like, this is a lack of listening. This has nothing to do with not getting any help. <laughs> so, uh, but with that, yeah, let's switch over and mm-hmm. trees. Yes. What have you been playing this week? So, um... Listen, you, people just need to realize I'm going to be playing boxing, all right? And that's the deal. Um, that will always be. I just, I just keep playing there's that a lighthouse. Made, there's a boxer. There's there's a boxer. I, I made you know my new character. I feel uh, the one my son helped me create. Yeah, a, a light heavyweight, beautiful man. You know, I, I started making the Kratos character because, as you know, all creative characters, I at one point will make Kratos. Um, yeah. <laughs> Kratos, you know. I'm very aware of that phenomenon, actually. Yeah, so bald. I think that was ball, some ECMU yes. observations, yes. You know, a bald black guy, goatee. Um, unfortunately, with the boxes, you can't put the scars over the eyes. You right. can't put scars on them. Pre-made scars, but usually it, Kratos is the easiest to create if you want to make a creative character. Um, uh, but I made a beautiful man. I, I got to say something. I made a supermodel of fucking boxes. Nice. You know he has I, a thin, he has a thin chin strap, like beard, and these beautiful. So you hazel made Jared brown Leto eyes. in Fight Club. <laughs> um, yeah, more of a mulatto. Uh, oh no! I don't uh, mean he Jared looks Leto. like that, but like that was the whole thing in Fight Club. Yes, he was dreamy. Too pretty to be part of that crew. Dreamy, yeah. And he has a, the the he's built. He has slight hair on the chest. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah, not too much, not too little. He's no Sasquatch, uh, so yeah, but he's, he's a man. Just, and he's just 
He's a beautiful man. And then well, I, I have to my... ask a question. Though. That's... Yes. Because I'm take an idiot when it comes to pugilism. What the fuck is a light heavyweight? <laughs> He's not quite a heavyweight. He's a little lighter than a heavyweight. Oh, okay. Right. It's like the penultimate uh, heavyweight. Okay. In case you didn't know, um, <laughs> I didn't. over the years, they've made about fucking 50 classes of boxes. So no matter weight, See, no matter I how much you weigh, you're in a class. I thought it was like flyweight, welterweight, it used heavyweight. To be. Okay. Yeah. At one point, there was like three or four classes. Okay. And then they're <laughs> so like- I'm not insane. And they're like, this is dangerous. We need to make more classes for people. So now it's like- that's why no one watches boxes. They can't figure out. They're like, I'm the light middle uh, welterweight. And people's like, I don't give That's a That's right. There's middleweight too. Yeah. And yeah. At some point, no one cares. So okay. uh, he's a light heavyweight, right? Because okay. if you pick heavyweight, uh, then you got people like Butterbean trying to fucking knock your head off. Right. Because like no heavyweight is that. like 185 plus or something. So it's just big fat So guys. a light so, heavyweight is like buck 55, buck 65. Yeah. Like, okay. Uh, so yeah, 60, like 168. Ish, oh, okay. Okay, so let's say 160 to 185. Okay. Either either way. I like how I'm defining are. these weights be, because I've just admitted that I have absolutely zero concept no clue. as to what. Right. <laughs> okay. Continue. Expert. Your guy is 168. Um, we know that. I think so. Anyways, beautiful guy. Um, and then I let my son name him. And my son gets <laughs> words in his head, whatever he's doing. Uh, and he was doing all that coloring, and he learned – the, he was learning colors, uh, different names for colors. And so my guy name, I think it's pretty good. His name is Indigo Young. That's a good name. I like that's that a, name, actually. That's a cl- yeah. So his name's Indigo, and then, of course, I picked Young. Um, and uh, his nickname is Iron Boy. So he's Indigo Iron Boy Young. Come on. That's a boxer name. That's a movie boxer name, if I ever heard one, Indigo Young. It's good. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to have another son to name him that. And, uh, of course, all his gear that he wears has some sort of purple in it. That's his thing. I like that. I like that. Because, yeah. yeah. again, For those we talked about how know, I, Indigo is a uh, hue of purple. Is it, it's a hue of purple. <laughs> and, and as you know, uh, uh, I enjoy my games immensely because I, I write whole backstories and personalities in my head. Yeah, so, as somebody who I love – role-playing games i'm not as good at that and i do admire that about you um so i am like 27 and one crushing it well but the only one loss was matches in the last week (laughs) what stop anyways the uh okay okay um, there's nothing nothing you know um The one loss was a, a game glitch, too, which really pissed me oh, off. Oh, it had nothing to do with me. It was, you know, you get four weeks to train. Mm-hmm. And so you usually train a week and your stamina goes down, and then you got to rest a week. Yeah. You so usually it's balanced. Yeah. So this probably happened last. I think maybe I talked about this last week with this, this box. But, anyways, something glitched out where it, it skipped a week. And went right to the fight, and it wouldn't let me rest. And then I even tried yeah, to resave my load. So I think this, I yeah. talked about it last week. So I had started this character last week. So okay. see, it's a week and a half, maybe, Fred. I played 28 to 30 rounds. Still impressive. Uh, yeah. Um, and, yeah, so I lost that one. And so that kind of pissed me off. Um, oh, yeah. But I will say, uh, you know, I was ranked like 16 
and I got an email, you know, on, in the game from my, oh, I, my manager. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I, didn't want, I didn't want you to think EA took notice of me playing this and say, hey, someone's still playing this fucking game. Send this dude an email to tell him we're going to turn off his service. Um, <laughs> listen, we see you're really enjoying this, but uh, we got to turn Isn't this off. Isn't there a trick where you can turn 360s into dedicated servers these days? Anyway. Yeah, maybe. Um, so um, it said, uh, hey, Roy Jones Jr. I'm not sure you heard that name. Um, familiar with Roy Jones Jr. Yes, they said uh, he's been noticing you, and he thinks he thinks it's time someone teaches you a lesson. Talking shit, (laughs) he said he's a little ranked above us, but uh, I don't think you should let him get away with it. And I was like, yeah, I don't think so. So I took the match, Fred. Uh, He was ranked fifth. And I knocked him out in the third round, Fred. No shit. Indigo Young. Just, listen, you go to work on the body. And he was throwing haymakers. And I was just weaving and cracking him. Even split his cheek open. So not only did I knock him out in the third round, but he was bleeding all over the place. It was embarrassing. Just retire already. All right, buddy? And it jumped me all the way up to sixth. So uh, I'm right there. And I haven't been injured yet. Unlike my other boxes that all got retired from being beat up, this guy, okay. his face still pers- beautiful. He's still a supermodel. This guy, just, just pretty. He's knocking people out. He's going to the clubs at night. Face is untouched. Uh, mm. So, big promise for uh, Indigo Young. And I like that. I'm going to keep that name in my back pocket because I think it's a good. That's a good name. Proud of myself on that one. Name. I think I mean credit to my son. This just in case um, you have to say you, you some, have any issues, to, you're gonna have to uh, make that clear right now. I'm gonna have to send you some uh, screenshots of Indigo Young, and I you you will agree idea. that he is a hunk of a man. All right. So, I mean, I'm ah. not gay, but everybody has their tendencies. You know, <laughs> I had to tell my wife to leave. Will you get out of the game room? I'm trying to play. Just staring at the screen. Um, I love it. Anyways, having a ball still playing that, Fred. Uh, <clears throat> Fall Guys situation. Last week we talked about how my my son made the Xbox the main account and we lost all our, yeah, that all, broke all our cosmetic <laughs> yeah. shit. Um, I was amazed. I think right after the show, because I told you they sent me a final email and they were like, listen, we'll we'll, right. we'll fix all this shit and we'll make the Xbox your main account. Yeah, yeah. And blah, blah, blah. Uh, I, I want to say the next day or day after that, Fred, turned on the Xbox. All the shit was there. The level, we're at the, like, whatever level we were at. So let this be a lesson, everybody. At all the cosmetics. Exactly. And not only that, they threw in, like... Like they threw in the like the little battle pass thingy. Oh, okay. So they gave you a little freebie because you a little freebie. Your, your challenges. I, I was actually pretty amazed because I'm like that shit's gone. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. whatever weird shit we did back and forth, and uh, no, they fucking reset it and gave us all our shit. And uh, no. I was I was pretty impressed. I got my soda can and my soda, my French fries back. My son got his little dinosaur costume and narwhal costume and shit. And uh, yeah, we've been unlocking more stuff. 
You know what I mean? Like, I think I have the whole Assassin's Creed outfit because they gave me the battle pass oh, nice. and it unlocked yeah. everything up to my present, like, you know, level. And I also popped, it also popped off like fucking 10 achievements. Oh. <laughs> Diamond there achievements. You, you know, when you do that, like all of a sudden I turned yeah. it on, it was just like, going That wasn't crazy. my intent, but I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, bet. Right. Um, so uh, me and my son still uh, playing some Fall Guys. That Love game it. continues to be always fun, hilarious, <laughs> yes. frustrating, um, rage-inducing. Um, and I still haven't won a show. So I'm, I sometimes I get to the final thing and I get close to the crown and, and I blow it. Like I choke, I jump and miss it. That's nothing. But I still haven't actually um, won the whole shebang. And so that's, you know, it's always a goal. I always play it off and on just seeing if I can win. Um, and that's fun. That is fun. Um, uh, I turned on your game. You're always praising. And I played a, like three chapters of fuck, what's it called? The one with the rats. Oh, um, Requiem uh, a plague tale. Something um, plague tale. Requiem. All right. <laughs> No, it's no. um Plague Tale Innocence. That's yeah. not right. Is, what's the Innocence, name? right? Play a Plague's Tale Innocence? Is that the first is one? Innocence of Plague's Tale? Or is that this new one that's coming out? No, no. Innocence. No. Pla- it's Innocence, ain't it? I don't know. Hold on, I'm looking it up. Innocence oh of Plague's God. Tale? That sounds right. Innocence of Plague's Tale. That's not I'm going with that. You should know you've always praised in that game. I know. I <laughs> hold on. Maybe it is a plague tale innocence. It is a plague tale innocence. I don't know why that didn't I was sound right. right to me. Yes, you were right. Bang. And the next one is Requiem, right? Yes. The new one? Yes. Okay. So I played I played um yeah, I played the first like two, three chapters of it. Um so you got to meet him. I played with I think yeah, you play. I played all the way to. I ran through the like plagued village, and then use your sling and you beat some guy wearing like some makeshift armor. You like knock the pieces off. Yep. And then I went into like a church or a cathedral, and that's where I stopped playing. Okay. Yeah. And what's so right interesting? At the beginning. Well, actually, what's interesting is that was um, where you're at right now is where the. Um, the demo, demo the E3 demo starts. Oh, right. And so I'm not going to get into it, but I'm curious your thoughts. Cause imagine when you get back into it, that's the first time I saw that game, like, <clears throat> you know, whatever, three years before it came out. Mm-hmm. Cause that game took a long time to come out, but I think it was worth it in the long run. But anyway, uh, what are your I, thoughts? I really, I really like it. I, I like the, um, I mean, it it see it upset me, but like um like the little boy Hugo, yeah, you know having a son that's like almost six, yeah, like intense stuff with with kids that age like make me uneasy, upset me a little. Uh huh. If that makes sense, so yes, the whole being of the game where, where you're trying to get him through the village and and it just. The My very kid beginning was two to when, um, yeah. <laughs> when uh, The Last of Us came out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I um, get it. You know, you're trying to get him out of the house and this and that, and then you kind of have to explain to him, 
situation and so yeah it was it was a little like oof boy oh boy um but i liked uh, one it looks gorgeous right i'm playing series x or whatever and i know it had some updates right that like Mm -hmm. yeah in fact i don't think i played it since the series x update yeah so it's really really pretty um and yeah i like just sneaking around stuff and um you know i don't Fighting that big guy, mm-hmm. I almost feel like the game I'm looking for. I don't need that. That's the game. I'm, the, the sneaking around and the story element of it, I think, is what I was sort of craving. Mm-hmm. And then when it came to the point where I had to do it like two or three times, because I was like messing up with like you know time, like a boss battle, I basically. Yeah, I was so sort of like, ah, I kind of just want to keep moving along here. And seeing what's going on, so yeah, I, and you can know there's it, not too many of those. And I'm playing on normal, and there is like a story mode difficulty. Mm-hmm. If you re- if I really want to just walk like walk and simulator through it, um, but that's really all I played. So I mean, my my opinion on it's only up to that point. Sure. Um, so it's really just I still don't know the deal with like what's going on. You know what I mean? Like yes. With the mysterious forces and stuff in the in the woods and the, all this shit, um, really, I just escaped from like you know the trouble. <laughs> well, that plot the, trouble, uh, the plot is actually more grounded than it leads on. Just so you know, as okay uh, as things get going, yeah. Um, so that was that, and then the main thing I played, Fred. Uh huh. Damn, Do you know his suspense. I I sent you a. I sent you a trailer. Oh, <laughs> yes. So you've been, you want me to reveal it? <laughs> okay, I'm going to do so, it. Oh, wait, no, so you do sad. it. Just go. Just go. It's so sad. So they put House Flipper on fucking, on Game Pass. And uh, you, I, I have problems, man. <laughs> I can't. I can't resist that shit, you know? Yeah, I I can understand how you can't resist that. So now I remember this game because I remember Abby Russell did a quick look of it back when she was on uh, Mm -hmm. um, the the, the Beastcast. And and it didn't look like much when she did a quick look on it, right? It it actually looked very, like, janky. Now, in – her defense, it was probably like er, you know early access Steam game when they were when she was playing. This would have been years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was a little surprised by, in my opinion, so sort of the quality of it. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, there's some jank in it, right? <laughs> it has that same weird level of like lawnmower simulator and farm simulated jank yeah. like everything looks good but there's something off about something there's some clipping here and there or some there's something odd she's not quite about there. like yeah and it's also like these pc games that they they mash onto a controller okay. so essentially you're moving curses around and shit when you know like yes. is supposed to be like moving around with a mouse and so there's a lot of that kind of like uh learning curve Right, it's like, yo, know, you mentioned to me you 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 gonna play Car Mechanic Simulator 2018, and I'm like, Whew, that's more of a game of like learning, 
like learning the jank. You know what I'm saying? Oh, <laughs> so she we'll talk 18. about it. Yeah, yeah. So she's no. 18. 21, they refine that shit. But uh, 2018 is a rough one. To, you know, unless you're like me, unless you have something wrong with you like me, it's a rough one. We'll talk um, about <laughs> so, so House Flipper is the same concept though, right? It's like it, as comic mechanic where it's like you're fixing something up and then selling it for a profit. And um, in the meantime, you got to do small jobs to like build up your bankroll so you can stop buying your own houses to flip. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> yeah, man. So <laughs> the first thing they do is give you this little fucking office. It's literally like a, a one bedroom shack with a bathroom. Like it literally looks like a, like a homeless person was living. Like, like it looks like a shack, like rough. Like a literal um, shack, yeah. And you and you go in there and it's like, oof, this is like, yeah. it's like one of those buildings, abandoned buildings you play in as a teen. Like you find when you're a kid and you find like an abandoned house and you go in there and smash windows and stuff. Sure. It looks like that. Shit. And you're like, there's always a couch in the corner, dirty couch that you would never sit on. You're like, mm. and um, <laughs> yeah, what's going on on that thing? It it looks like that. And they and, and you have a little table and a laptop and you take a job, and then you go to the the job and they start out as like really just cleaning right get up the trash uh i know this sounds real exciting to you i'm um, listening no no you know scrubbing I've walls this. i've done this process cleaning windows yeah of course i'd never do this in real life but in video game form i'm like have at it um and then every job you do it unlocks some more shit right it unlocks like the painting ability and eventually you work your way up to like, you know, tiling floors, <laughs> tiling walls, um, demolition. So you get a sledgehammer eventually and you can knock walls down. So you can sort of like, you know, do your own floor plans and shit. Um, yeah. And then it, it goes into a little of the car mechanic stuff where it's like, you know, you have to put installations in for like radiators and shit or like, you know, Toilet, the bathroom fixtures, mm-hmm. like whether it's a sink, because I mean, you have to put the insulation in first, and then when you put like the sink in, it zooms in like comic simulator, and you have to point out screws and bolts to screw them in and nice <laughs> connect some connect pipes. <laughs> Fucking nonsense. Um, but they do give you when you open everything up, they do give you like a lot of options for shit from like. You know, floorings to wall coverings to staging stuff. So you can actually like, you know, like decorate the whole place from like pitches and everything is nuts. Um, yeah, there's something about it, man. As usual, where I just get roped in and like, like you go into this big house and there's in every room you go into, it will tell you a list will pop up of like what needs to be done in that room. Mm hmm. And like, so you just walk in there and they're like, like, yeah, we want by the to-do list. I am. It's fucking nuts. It's like clean up the trash, clean the windows. Uh, Want it painted these two colors. Um, And then, you know, it's a kid's room. So if you could make sure there's this and that and that in there. And, uh, you know, and then it's like checklist done. Sweet. Go to the (laughs) next room. Okay. I want this wall. We need this wall removed. And if you could, you know, do this and that, it's like the other day I was like, my kids were waiting for me for something. And I just, I was just like painting this room. 
My dad was like, seriously? Seriously? I'm like, I, oh, my God. You cannot judge me while I'm playing games. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. Man. I'm playing a game. And then, of course, the shack that I started out in, you can use all your skills on your, your office shack, you know? So, mm-hmm. of course, that shit is renovated. Oh, it's nice looking. Oh, it's I a modern shit. It's that. small. It is small, but when you go in there, it's fucking nice. If you're you know? into something. And, uh, you know, it's funny. They let you make your own pitches. Okay. And uh, I clicked on uh, profile pick, like to add my profile pick. And it gave me the banana trees with the arms up in the air. So, you know, that's hanging on my wall. <laughs> that pitch is hanging up. Oh, hell yeah. Above the computer. And uh, I don't want to get people too excited, but they include the <laughs> cyberpunk DLC in there. So, Oh, really? Yeah, it's not cyberpunk the game, but it's cyberpunk aesthetic. So you yeah. have like, you know, cyberpunk like shower stuff. There you go. Neon, neon lights on. It's really, you know, something, something. An infrared um, light. That- and here's, here's where it messed me up is when you're outside, like the lawn is long. Like I'm, cause I'm, when you start out, it's a, it's a crappy shack. Now it's all nice. But the lawn is like crazy long. And it looks the same graphics as Lawnmower Simulator. Lawnmower so, Simulator. And yes, I'm like, and, and my son goes, can you mow that lawn? And I go, no, you fucking can't. But you should be able. It feels like yep, you should be able yep. to. Right? And then there's like garages. Some houses have garages and you open them up. And one had a car in it. It was like, can you clean the car too while you're in there? I'm like, sure. And I'm like, can you imagine if you could fucking... Can you imagine if you could take on a test track, buy a house, yeah, okay, I'm renovate listening. it from top to bottom, uh-huh. every aspect like you can in a house flipper, then the yard, right? Do all the lawn mowing, all the trimming, fucking everything there. Use your money, go car shopping at the junkyard, buy a car, bring it back to the garage, and go into car mechanic simulator mode. And fucking run it. Can you imagine? I mean, trees. We're we're getting real close to. Then what if you could get a job and just never? <laughs> uh So I tweeted out, right? Okay. Yes. <laughs> Made a tweet. Didn't get much traction, but I said, uh, I said, I think the makers of Comic Mechanic Simulator, Lawn Mowing Simulator, and House Flipper should come together to create one of the most epic. DYI simulated games known to humankind. You're welcome. Right? Okay. And uh, I did get some replies. All right. Uh, And I got a reply from um, Skyhook Games, who makes Lawn Mowing Simulator. There you go. And they just replied with a meme of Jerry Seinfeld saying, I like the way you think. So I think that's something. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that that we you basically just confirmed it's in development. I think so. Congrats. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's uh, that's going to be my new obsession for um, for a very long time. <laughs> a very long time. It was so funny because uh, we, me and my son, was sitting and we bought this house. Yeah, it's this little two bedroom house. It's a crappy little house because you sat out with the small little houses, and uh, <clears throat> my son's like. He's like, I don't like the, I don't like that room. It's too small. And I said, you're right, son. I said, how about we knock this wall out, open it up. We open up this kitchen. 
And he's like, I like it. But they knocked out the wall, opened up, made a big kitchen. It's beautiful. An island, Fred. Some nice big picture windows in there. Right there. Yeah. I like so that. I've watched enough of these shows where I, I've heard enough of these house flippers say, you know, we, we take this wall out, we can open this all up. They love saying stuff like that. Yes. So, uh, yes, I've heard that. <laughs> and you know what? I've never done it in my own house. You know, I didn't look up who makes house flipper, but something like sometimes I get these feelings that they're European, right? Only because there's stuff that, like, doesn't quite you fit. don't, re- there's like, they're very obsessed with radiators. Oh, okay. In this game, okay. and like wall radiators, these square like wall mounted wall radiators, and I'm just like, that's not a thing. Those are not a thing. So I'm like, I'm thinking, <laughs> I didn't really look up who makes House Flipper, um, but uh, you know, you, there's a few things like that where you're like, I think this is a European developer because I have these these wall radiators, you know. Um, hmm. So. And then you you can sell the house, Fred. You can sell it. You put it up for auction or whatever. Or you put it on the market, I should say. And you know, as you, when you buy a house and you're renovating it, there's a list of all these different like buyers on the side. And whenever uh-huh. you do something, they have their likes and dislikes. Uh, so you can go in there and like kind of tailor make a house for somebody, and then you put it on the market, and they all bid on it, and then uh, you can negotiate. Better I feel price. like I've heard this, uh, you know, this concept before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Um, actually, would it surprise you to learn that the developer Frozen boom. District is from Poland? Boom, makes sense. All these simulated games are usually from yeah. somewhere else. Um, Americans don't know? have time for that. I do. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so touche brother but either way man I'm really it's really something man it's really, listen I'm not trying to sell it as this greatest thing ever I'm saying for me my weird taste and my weird like obsession I get with like it's it's like I don't have OCD in real life but I get it in these type of games I get it where I obsess over like symmetry and like color schemes and like I can't stop until a checklist is done. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that mentality I can get behind. Yeah. So this is what it is, man. And, uh, I dig it. You know, something, you know, you could go in the basement, fix the fuse box, get the lights working. There you go. Clean this house. I can get behind and that. the stories are funny. Just like comic yeah. simulated, you get these little stories. And they're funny. Like you read like emails from people and they tell you like what the fuck's wrong with the house. And uh, they're just funny. One was like this guy's like these these frat kids moved in. They won't get out. <laughs> and I finally evicted them and they wrecked the place. And you're like, okay. But you go in there and the place is like like crazy trashed. Like over <laughs> like the top trashed. No was- yeah, you're like, Jesus Christ, you know. Um Stuff like that. There was one that was um, that made me laugh where the letter was like, hey, my aunt owned this house and she was a bit of this, like a weird, she was a little, they call it, the name was funny. Like they made fun of it. It was like, you know, art 
art weirdo, I think they called her. She's like one of those art weirdos. And she went in there and she painted the painted all the rooms crazy colors. I need you to go in there and uh you know get it back to normal, you know, blah blah. And you go in there and the rooms will actually look really cool. Right? You go in one room, it'd be like two different types of paint, but like you know, maybe like two walls with this color and they had like big thick stripes down, but they look cool. Well, one was like like a kid's room. It was all lime green and all mm. the accents were like lime green, but they looked really nice. But every color you had to paint them over with was a type of beige. <laughs> <laughs> so I just thought it was uh, fucking hilarious. We called that around here because I'm in the county of Johnson County. Yeah. We, we We literally say that all the houses are painted Johnson County beige. Yeah, it was just, it was a funny twist where it was like, hey, this art weirdo, but all the rooms actually looked really nice and they wanted you to paint each one a different shade of tan. Yeah. (laughs) And you you felt bad doing it. But of um, course you did because it's fucked up. But it was, um, that was a funny little, little uh, thing. But yeah, man, how's Flipper, man, for the, it's on Game Pass. It's It's an odd. Odd creation for sure. Oh, not for I, I not for mo- not for most people, but definitely for me. Yeah, I can see <laughs> the needle in the vein on that one. I was like, oh boy. <laughs> what about you, man? Uh, what have you been doing? Let's Enough see about here. me. Oh no, no, no. Um, let's see. So first and foremost, let's knock out the big dog. I have been putting a ton of time, like, oh, I want to say I'm at about 30 hours into Dragon's Dogma now, <laughs> so I've been nice. putting in a decent chunk of time. Jeff Gersman's favorite new game, I know. Dragon's Dogma. I'm, I'm going to jump out a window. I, I'm like, who is this guy? <laughs> He's talking about his kids. He's positive about games. Uh Looks like something's wrong time. yeah he's looking like he's having a good time he does look um, like he's having a good time so dragon's dogma has some um particulars particularities that i struggle with um and i think everyone has to learn this lesson they just sometimes have to learn it the hard way mm-hmm. which is i love just absolutely love where that story goes the MMO side quests, which there are more than you could ever count, and they're the ones that don't go away. You get to certain parts in the story where they're like, if you take on this quest, when I last, I think, talked about it, it was like the Duke's quest. And it was like, if you go talk to the Duke, you're going to lose all your tasks. And I was like, oh, okay. Remember, and I, I talked about I was going to go away. But like, what they mean is you're going to m- lose your like current actual side quests where you like talk to someone and embark on a side quest but there's a bunch of things which is a majority of your side quests which are very mmo based um where you just look at like a notice board and they're like kill 45 rabbits kill 30 (laughs) goblins kill Mm. 10 harpies and those don't go away And so if you remember, I was like, okay, well, I don't want to go talk to the Duke yet. I'm going to go try two things. I'm going to go try to finish up some quests. And I'm going to go to Bitter Black Isle, which is Dark Arisen, was not normally infused with Dragon's Dogma. It was a DLC pack released later that basically, it wasn't randomly generated dungeons, but it was randomly generated loot as a reward for dungeons. Because 
a lot of people don't remember this, but you know, because I was writing about it, I do. One of the phenomenons about Dragon's Dogma was they released this game that had some like, like, um, and I'm sorry if I sound condescending. I, I heard you snickering over there, so maybe I'm. But no, no, no. One of the interesting things is like they made this game that was like this 60 hour JRPG, basically. Like it was action based, but it was very Japanese in like the fact that like they have like meat shields and you climb on big enemies and mm-hmm. there's a lot of grinding and it's very meticulous and lots of stuff triggers at only certain times of day and there's a lot of quality of life stuff that's missing. And yet they noticed that when you beat the game, they had, they literally build in something. It's called the spiral. It opens up in Grand Soren. And so this is to give you spoilers without giving you spoilers. And it is like this dungeon where you just fight your way through like levels. Like I think there's 10 to 50 rooms or something that you fight your way through. It's been a while since I've done it. But I remember when I beat Mm -hmm. the game, I was like, oh shit, there's this dungeon. You can just keep playing repeatedly. And it's got like randomly generated bosses, right? So you never know when you cross the, when you open a door, you might fight like a basic ass like, chimera or hydra or you could be fighting a fucking dragon like you just Mm. don't know right and it's all random and your loot is random too so it's not like sometimes you fight the hydra and you get more than you got from fighting the dragon and what they didn't count on what Capcom definitely didn't count on was like shortly after the game released there were tons of people who were like I have 100%ed this game. I have hmm. gotten all the loot, done all the quests, and I'm hungry for more. What are you going to give me? And so they immediately started working on this thing called Dark Arisen. And I'm sure it was planned beforehand, but it definitely took more shape after that, which was supposed to be this, like, you'll never need another game again, like, post, post-game. Right, it was it was really one of the earliest games I remember. You know how like people say like Destiny and like uh, what is it Rainbow Six Siege and there's a lot of games like that. Actually, Siege is probably a bad example, but you know the games that are all post game. Final Fantasy fourteen is very post game. It's all about beating the game and then doing a bunch of shit afterwards. Mm-hmm. Like beating the game is like the beginning of your quest, and everything's post game. So. This was one of those earliest examples of that, and um, I never played it. So I decided to go try it out, and I went in there, and I go to Bitter Black Isle, and they're like, there is this dungeon that just goes on forever, and you can venture into it, and here's a stone to like get you out of it, but good luck. And like early into playing Dragon's Dogma now, it appears, and most people I knew played it post-game. Well, so I was like looking it up and people were like, oh, you could totally go to Bitter Black Isle early. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I go to Bitter Black Isle. I get in there. I fight my way through some random areas and have no problems. And then the first thing I do is end up in an open field. I, I meet this guy who's like an NPC who sells you stuff and he gives you some guidance. And he goes, yeah, beyond here is the real challenge. And I just remember looking everywhere for a door and there was only one door and it was too obvious. Like it was this door just right smack dab in the middle of this area and it was fully unlocked. 
and I went everywhere. I like climbed up and found other doors above, but they were locked. I found a bunch of different doors in other areas, but they needed keys and had different locks and different mechanisms to open up. So I was like, all right, I'll finally go into the middle area. And right when I go into the middle area, I get this pop-up on my screen that says, I'm saving right here. And you may find this more difficult than you can deal with. And if you can't, if it is, just keep in mind, maybe you need to come back later. And I walk up this spiral staircase and I end up in this arena where all these knights that I didn't do a sliver of damage to any of them with my strongest hits. And they just bopped me once and killed me instantly. Mm. It's this whole area of knights, plus there's a boss, plus there are five mages, three to five mages in like a round up above on perches that are launching magical attacks at you. And I was like, okay, this is too much. And so I proceeded to leave Bitter Black Isle and I'm going to have to beat the game first. I don't know why people said there was, it was possible to play that. They made it pretty clear that you have to have beaten the game first. Um, And so it's little things like that where like I get discouraged, but then I went back, met with the Duke, only had one mission like go away. And it was like a cheap, stupid mission from like the opening area, the fishing village you start in. And I went into all the Duke's side story stuff and did a bunch of that those things and i was like this is what i want this is the bread and butter and like trees what cracked me up was like my character is a female kind of like elf rogue assassin Hmm. and i've opened up the ability to get like certain new weapons and armor and stuff and what cracks me up is the strongest like lower body armor is like this leather like bikini that kind of shows off part of your butt with like long leggings that go all the way up and like shoes. And like, Mm. I just think it's really funny because my, my really strong like assassins rolling with like metal plated arms and like a chain mail vest and like, and I'm, I'm built for lightness, right? Like for lack of heaviness. Right. And then all of a sudden I've got like bikini briefs on with like some leggings that go up. So I look kind of ridiculous when I'm rolling around, but, uh, you know, like running around. But at the same time, my build's dope. So, like, it's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, And playing through all that is just a ton of fun. Uh, What I do think, and I'm now getting closer to the end. I remember this part. So there's like three major milestones. And I think the first one is getting to Grand Soren, which is the main town. The second one is seeing the Duke and doing his storylines, which is a lot of quests that kind of open up the map. And then the final one is when you embark away from Grand Soren and towards, you know, taking on the dragon. Mm. And so at like 30 hours, I've actually accelerated my pace quite a bit, but I'm not doing nearly as many fetch quests as I did the first time I played. And I think it's because that, that MMO mentality really isn't, consistent with modern gamers right like right now i don't think a lot of people would do vanilla world of warcraft i could be wrong but that's a lot of what dragon's dogma will lead you down if you let it and so i've abandoned a lot of that and i'm not having a whole lot of problems with the missions i'm playing like i don't i rarely get too challenged i'm leveled up just fine for the record those who are wondering i'm roughly level 40 And I've just wrapped up the Duke storyline. And you'll know. Trust me, you'll very much know when you do that. Um, 
So I don't have too much left. But then again, each, like, if you think about it, it took me 60 hours to beat that game the first time, and I'm two-thirds of the way through, and I'm at 40 hours. So I'm actually pacing about the same as I previously had, right? Yeah. Like, no, actually not. I'm 30 hours. I'm level 40. I'm 30 hours. So actually, I'm pacing a little faster than before. Hopefully, I'll beat the game at roughly 40, 45 hours. Is, is where I'm pacing right now is to beat the game at about 45 hours. So we'll see. I don't think I'm going to do the spiral again. I don't think I'm going to go do the Dark Arisen stuff. I see why people would want to, but this is not going to be the only game I'm ever going to play. But man, for, for the right person who gets sucked in to have bought that game, like when it was on sale for five bucks and then have this game, you which is like your only game of 2022, that would probably be pretty ridiculously awesome. So... I don't know if it's for everyone, but yeah, I'm definitely still in it. And I do have that drive, right? Where I'm thinking about playing it, even when I'm playing other games. So I'd say that's a a good thing. Yeah. I think it's, it's important to take on the trees advice. If you find yourself bored by what you're doing, ask yourself, what does this game have to offer? That's not what I'm doing. And if you can't Mm -hmm. find anything, maybe you should stop playing that game. (laughs) I think that's the easiest (laughs) way to do it. Yeah. So next up, I am going a little retro here. Um, So Trees, I had a Gamefly membership. I actually canceled it tonight because I have nothing else I want. (laughs) But um, I rented the Grand Theft Auto Definitive Edition trilogy. You know, they recently released the Definitive Edition trilogy on... Series X and PlayStation 5, and it's like you can either do 60 frames a second or like ray tracing (laughs) in the old Grand Theft Auto games, and it's 3, Vice City, and um, San Andreas. So I rented this for fun, and I started playing it, and I was like, you know, I'm really enjoying this. It does look a little weird because it's too clean, right? It's almost too clean. Yeah. But I'm fine with that. I never really felt that... Let me get into it in a minute. But, like, I, I never really agreed with the mentality that, like, what is endearing about those games is their artistic <laughs> integrity. Um, I also like some of the quality of life stuff. So I had heard there were checkpoints. There's not really checkpoints. I don't know if you remember, Trees, but, like, if you would play a mission and you would die, you would either end up at the hospital, right, and you'd have to go back to your mission giver to get the mission again, or you would die and get a game over and you'd have to go back to your previous save, right? Hmm. Like that was how those old Grand Theft Auto games were. Yeah. The new way of doing it is that you're checkpointed at the mission giver. So if you go to Joey and you get a mission to go kill this guy and you die, you you get a retry option, which takes you back to Joey's cutscene, and you start off right there. So I guess that's a checkpoint, but we're not talking about a massive quality of life change. It was just... No, but it it is better than when you drove across town to get to somebody and then watch a a thing and go get almost done and die and then get put all the way back to where you have to drive back to the dude. (laughs) That's true, although... The caveat there is if you had a mission where you'd like talk to Joey and he'd want you to drive across town to get to someone, 
You mm-hmm. still have to make that draw you should. Okay. every time. So they didn't get rid of that part, which is what I was hoping for. It's uh, Yeah, I was hoping for... I think GTA 4 did it a little better. GTA 5 definitely did it perfectly. Mm-hmm. But GTA 4, they would often cut out the <clears throat> long drive to where you're trying In, to get to. But. but, you know, sometimes that was a benefit because sometimes you just did... You started a mission that you just... You didn't... You'd, it was either beyond you at that moment uh-huh. or you didn't care to do it. And when you died and they kicked you back, you would just go do something else. You're like, oh, I can go fresh. <laughs> yes, I would agree with that. Yeah, you're like, ah, so. fuck this. I'll go. <laughs> yeah. I will say it's also uh, fun to play it. Like on Series X, it runs great at 60 frames a second. There's a performance mode. And 60 frames is not that big of a deal in Grand Theft Auto, honestly. Uh, mm-hmm. But for those that can see the difference, and I can... Um, it's a it's a delightful improvement, and then probably the biggest change trees is they integrated the GPS, where you can map a route and oh. look at the main map on the pause menu. Which a lot of people probably will forget this, but you could not do in the original games. In three and Vice City, I forget if it's in on San Andreas, but it's definitely not in three and Vice City. You could not pause and see the full map. That's why it was included in your instruction manual. It was a poster. And your mini-map did not have, like, the GPS route. It just was a mini-map. I don't remember. I remember. That was the case. And it it was not fun when you were trying to find highly specific places. Now, you've just got a route that's right there painted on the screen, right? And it adjusts for you as you miss a turn or something. It's great. That is a huge quality of life improvement. And so I was like, well, you know, I'd heard mixed opinions about this. And I do have the GTA trilogy, like that box mm-hmm. set that they did. I found it for cheap on GameStop one day. And I've, I've got it on the original Xbox. And I was like, do I really need this? But Gamefly had it on sale for like 15 bucks, I think I paid. Maybe 16 bucks. And... Oh. um. I was like, that's a good deal. And so I ended up buying it. But more importantly, I played through, I think there's 73 missions in the original GTA 3. But they go fast, like fast, fast. Mm -hmm. And there are three islands. I am currently on the second island on like mission like 30 something. And I want to say that was probably two, three hours. So Hmm. nothing crazy. Yeah, And then I was like, well, do I really need this? Before I bought it, I, I think I over <laughs> looked into it. I booted up GTA 3 on the Xbox. And a couple of things that came out to me immediately are, wow, 4x3, right? This is in 16x9, so 4x3 is a little jarring, but it's doable, right? And I know some of you CRT lovers are going to be like, how dare he? Um, it's in 480p, which the PlayStation versions were not, but... It's still soft in the image. Um, And they do those weird trails, right? Like that blurry trails, like you're always in like a drug haze. Mm. And I think that was due to hardware limitations, but a lot of people really feel that that holds up some artistic integrity, right? The the weird trails and the 30 frames a second and the way things don't control very well. I think it's all bullshit. I think yep. it's really frustrating. <laughs> it's the best Rockstar could do at the time. And God bless him because it's an incredibly pivotal series. 
but fuck that. If I can do better yep. now, why the fuck would I deal with all this shit? And so all you people who are like, oh, yeah. the artistic integrity and da, 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 you're not wrong, but you can have it. I'm fine. <laughs> I played to the exact same spot about two or three hours. Didn't honestly have a whole lot more problems, but I was like, I remember later challenges especially timed challenges where I had to get to certain places in a series of tight times. And I remember those not being fun. And I would prefer to have, you know, a, a checkpoint system and a decent GPS when I do that. Mm. So I did end up picking it up. So my recommendation is this. First of all, I think a vast majority of people have no desire to return to those three games. Mad respect. Don't do it. But, and those that are in love with it, I mean, GTA games are cheap. The Xbox version's cheap. The PS2 versions are even cheaper. You will pay $10 probably for the trilogy, I honestly think. But if for some reason you don't have those systems and you do want to replay these games, this Definitive Edition seems like a fun way to go back and do a decent enough version of them um so yeah it was it was all right yeah i'll probably stick with it i'll probably continue playing it but uh i never really i don't think i even got through gta 3 so i'm having fun with it and it's fun to hear certain things like i completely forgot that like the first guy luigi i think is his name the strip club owner like that's joe pantoliano and oh, then yeah, you yeah, get to yeah. Joey and it's fucking oh who's the guy it's the guy who's in Deep Blue Sea uh, Michael Rappaport sorry it was right there on the tip of my tongue oh. and he's great and it, it's funny because you pick up Missy his like hooker right like she's not his girlfriend <laughs> she's like his favorite hooker and all she's always like she's always making like bad jokes she's like I want to jump on your spark plugs and he's like or no she's like I want to jump on your big rod and he's like not right now spark plug I got to talk to this guy about a thing. And it was just really funny hearing Michael Rappaport, the whitest guy I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talking like an Italian, like, right. He's like the mob boss's like son. <laughs> um, and then of course the best one is Michael Madsen as like that crazy ass Tony. Do you remember him? He's like the, I, no. Okay. Unfortunately. That's fine. I haven't but played him in so long. Joey introduces you to... Uh, yeah, and again, it's fresh to me because I'm just playing it. I never would have remembered this. But I'm playing it and like Joey introduces you to Tony who's like one of the higher up mob boss guys. And it's really funny because it's played by Michael Madsen and he's just like batshit insane. Like one of the early missions is you pull him up to like a Chinese laundromat and he goes to like steal money from them and he comes running out and there's all these Chinese... Like all these triads like shooting at you and he goes, oh fuck, they were armed and backed up. He goes, get us the fuck out of here. <laughs> and so it's just funny. And I was listening to Chatterbox, right? Because the radio stations are still fantastic. And I'm listening to Chatterbox. And there's this whole diatribe where Tony calls in and talks about all his problems with his dad <laughs> and being like a gangster. And they like psychoanalyze him and stuff. And I was like, you know, these games were really charming for what they were doing at the time, right? But all anyone could remember was that you were beating up hookers and like the kids are going to become demons, mm. right? And it's in ch- it's endearing for just the right reasons to me, but I, I don't think people need to go back and play it. But no, it was it was amusing. So 
<laughs> um, then the big one, don't, well, not the big one, uh, the next one, don't need to talk about it too much, but, uh, but I mentioned it earlier was, um, me and my wife and my brother-in-law played, um, Dark Pictures Anthology, Man of Medan. That's right. Yep. Yeah. And, um, uh, so I had played this already. Like I got this the day it came out and played through it and I thought mm-hmm. it was okay. Right. And um, it it's a lighter version of those. I haven't played the other dark pictures, but we want to. And the reason this all came about was my brother-in-law was coming over and he goes, I want to stay up late and play video games. And my daughter didn't want to play Shredder's Revenge, which I'm kind of stuck with that game because I've started a campaign. And so if I don't start when I go back to it, I can switch it out to just being me. But I've already beaten the campaign. And so, like, if my daughter and brother-in-law and wife wanted to play with me again, we couldn't start up on, like, the level we're on, right, with the mm-hmm. with everything. So I've j- I just basically can't play that game until everyone wants to play again, um, which is fine. But uh, anyway, she didn't want to play, so we had to find something else. And he was like, what about the quarry? And trees, mark my words, I think the quarry is a great game. I will own it someday. Mm-hmm. But I just can't. I got to Target and I'm looking at it and I'm like, am I going to pay $79.99 for a video game? And I think my answer is just no for just a standard no. box product. That's <laughs> right. too high. I almost think 70 is too high. But $79.99 mm-hmm. is definitely too high. And by mm. the way, for those that, are, that listen to other game review sites, if you have heard them talk about... 80s slasher mode, ultra violence mode, and extra life mode. Those are modes only found in the deluxe edition, but they don't know that because they just are shills and they take fucking free codes and talk about games and push up games without doing without taking the five seconds it would take to do the research and figure out that you're pining for an $80 game and you don't think that it's important to even consider that a little to mention it to people because they're pitching Mm. how awesome those other modes are. But that would piss me off if I heard them talking about how awesome those modes are by the $70 version, realized it's not there. And then going and looking it up and it's like, Oh, here's $20 for the upgrade. Now I'm paying 90 for a game. Like that would piss me off. And it's already dirty how the quarry came out because the PS4 Xbox One versions are 60 and then the Series X PS5 versions are 70. And if you buy the Xbox One versions, you can't buy the upgrade, right? So you're like fucked. So I just have a lot of issues. And that's all 2K's choices. That is not Supermassive Games making those choices. That's 2K's, the publisher, and they're making those choices. But I just can't Mm. get behind it. So I got to Target. I couldn't do it. And we played Dark Pictures instead. All that said, Man of Medan's really good. Like, it's it's a (laughs) lot of fun if you have three people. And what we did was we did a, a combination of things. We started off where we rotated decisions. Okay, and mm-hmm. I did the quick time events. So I was the one holding the controller. But like it was like Julie would make one decision, then Brian would make another, then I would make another, and we would go in that rotation. And what I loved about that was if you disagreed the direction someone was going with their decisions, you could fuck with their decision, right? Like you could right. be acting all nice that. at first, and then suddenly I make an asshole statement and it, it affects things, right? So that's fun. Uh, the quick time events were fun, and then we eventually did it where um you were given like you could scream out the answer if you were going to oppose it 
then so like Brian could scream out the answer. Julie had like 10 seconds to oppose it. And then I mm-hmm. would make the final decision with what I thought. Right. And that's how we kind of ended it up. But we did okay. We got to the end. It was two sittings of three hours the first night and probably like 90 minutes the second night and had a lot of fun. Really enjoyed it. Had a few beers while we were playing it. That's that's always fun with a couple of drinks. Like you don't want to drink too much, but like, you know, we, we got like, I think we got a 12 pack and didn't finish it. Right. Like we each had like three um, and it was a lot of fun. And, um, and I really enjoyed it. We want to go on and do the others, which I'd heard very mixed reviews about but like the second one is like teenagers in like a fog or something and then the last one's like <laughs> iraqi soldiers in like a chemical warfare thing they end up in like a tomb and it gets a little like the horror movie the descent and i'm like i'll play these i i think right. people what what i really am getting frustrated also with and this is totally me this is not a dog on games press but games press is doing this thing they're like rewriting history to a certain extent and they're like well yeah so supermassive made this amazing game until dawn that everyone loved the moment it came out uh sorry i don't think everyone loved until dawn the moment it came no, out. right that took right. a long time to get traction the second thing is they're like and then they made this like side story like these dark pictures anthologies and like no one played them that may be true that no one played them but they're not bad. It's just like people, and and it's funny because all these reviewers are like, "Yeah, and I never played them, but I bet they suck." Oh, okay, well, glad you just dismissed it that way. If it was a fucking Mario sports game, you wouldn't do that. But I digress. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they go, and the quarry is amazing. So the only games you need to know about Supermassive is the quarry and Until Dawn. And until they do that stuff, you let that other shit go. Well, here's the thing: I do know the Dark Pictures anthology was like. 30 bucks a game when it came out and it was quickly discounted to 20 within the first month. Mm. So if you're paying attention, I can get the whole dark trilogy for 60 bucks. Meanwhile, I'm looking at 80 for the quarry and I already owned all of them anyway, so it didn't matter, but that was the whole point. Anyway, they're not bad. They're a little shorter. They're five hours instead of like the eight to 10, which the other games are, but they're, they're, at least Man of Medan's really good. I'm I'm looking to see how the other ones are. But it was a fun little ghost story. And my brother-in-law did not care for, like, jump scare, weird fuck with your perception, like, ghost stuff. And I had no idea that he was like that. And watching him kind of jump at stuff that, like, neither me or Julie cared about was actually very amusing. And that kind of stuff is why these, like, group settings for these games are great. So, mm. But, yeah, um, next up. Uh, this is intentional in, in the order and I'm almost done trees, but, um, car mechanic simulator. Let's talk about it for a minute. Uh huh. Car mechanic simulator 2018. So I booted it up and it showed me this awesome opening cutscene, which I think you've talked about on this show where like this dude with like sleeveless shirt, like <laughs> is looking online and he sees this like hot rod for sale for like mm-hmm. 16 grand and you see him out at like an old barn with an old man in overalls. Right. And he goes into this barn right. and there's all these rusted cars and this one's yeah. got a bunch of boxes on it and he shoves the boxes off. And he's got tattoos all over him. Right. And he like hoists it up onto a, onto a trailer hitch and takes it away. And I was like, this is badass. I can't wait to do this. Let's fucking fix some cars up. 
And then it ended up in me in a garage. Okay. It dropped me into a garage where I could walk around. And I'm using WASD and a mouse, which I don't love to begin with, but I can do it. And it does allow me to add a controller if I want to and use controller stuff. Um, And then it goes, okay, welcome to the tutorial. Complete the test track and you'll complete the tutorial. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And I'm in this garage and I walk around the garage and there's all kinds of stuff. It was very overwhelming, to be honest with you. Uh-huh. I saw all the stuff you were bragging about, trees. I saw the tire thing. <laughs> I saw the rim thing. I saw the oil thing. I saw the mm-hmm. hoist for like the engine block. You can lift up the cars. There's two cars in the garage already. But I couldn't find out where the test track was. I found the paint room. I found the office. I found the upstairs. I found all these areas with all these little things. I found the computer where I can look at auctions and buy parts. Those are two separate computers, by the way. And Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what the fuck? Okay. So then I I looked at a car. I popped the hood. It it had a bunch of engine parts. Some were green. Some were red. Some were yellow. No one's explaining shit to me. I didn't understand any of it. I could remove the part, but then when I tried to remove the part, it told me I couldn't remove the part. And I'm like, okay, maybe I did something wrong. I tried to bring the engine block hoist out. I'm like, let's fucking rip this engine out. And I clicked things on things and they were like, you can't do that. And I was like, okay. Oh, yeah. So then I found a shutter. And when I clicked on the shutter, it showed me all these different areas around town I could go to. And one of them said the test track. And I was like, well, the thing said complete the test track to complete the tutorial. So I clicked on the test track and it goes, which car are you going to bring to the test track? There were two cars. And I clicked on the first car and it says, the engine's not ready. Mm -hmm. I was Mm -hmm. like, that sounds like a problem. I better do something about that. That's right. Clicked on the other car and it says, you don't have oil in it. Uh, That's an easy fix. That seems like an easy fix. That's an easy fix. Put oil in it and I should be good to go. Yep. Trees, I Mm -hmm. spent and I was buzzed. I did yep. two shots of whiskey after my brother-in-law left after playing Man of Medan and my wife went to bed. So I was three beers in, added two shots mm-hmm. of whiskey to the mix. Good and buzzed. Not drunk, but buzzed. Right, right, I was done right. for the night. I had a glass of water. And I proceeded to spend over an hour rummaging right. through the garage. I have no fucking clue how you find oil and once you find oil, how to put it into the car. Well, you don't find the oil, Fred. Uh, you just click on where you put the oil, and it automatically puts the oil in there. You know, that's what a tutorial <laughs> is traditionally for. Well, I think I originally explained to you uh, that they don't Probably tell you how to do anything. Not one thing. Yes, I concur. Yeah. Their <laughs> tutorial consists of when you first enter the garage, if you hover over an area, it will show you huh? a quick clip yes and i've like a seen 10 all second those clips. clip yes they don't really help you you um, really gotta want it fred you gotta yeah <laughs> you really yeah and you, the whole time i'm looking at this know? i was like oh god this is so trees and i don't like this i don't no. like this at all this no, i was afraid is... no no, well, no you know I when you buy it i didn't yeah. buy it it was a freebie for it's epic good. game store so it's even better because yeah. i believe the publisher made some money the developers too hopefully Everyone wins, right? Because I get to give it a go and they mm-hmm. get some money and Epic's like, holy shit, this guy is finally using our app. 
So right, it's fair. Yeah, like I said, 2018 uh, CMS, you really gotta want it for yourself. I be do good remember at you game. saying that even this episode. So yeah. it's like I said, to to you know, even all the way from the loading times, everything was rough. So the and good news is I'm playing really on PC, so the loading times oh, are so near instantaneous. Yes, and it but, looks uh, gorgeous. I turned the graphics all the way up to ultra. Mm-hmm. Oh man, and it. It tells you the dimensions of the assets you're using. I'm using all 4K assets. Oh, it looks fantastic. Yeah, you just couldn't put the oil in. No. These graphics didn't help you with the oil. No, gotta, no. Uh, but it was the prettiest. Yeah, if, I wasn't if, frustrated if found, either. I just didn't know what the fuck to do. If, if you find the oil cap in in on the engine, you just had to click on that, hold it down, and, and the oil would pop up. And then you just have to pour the oil in there. So I can understand these instructions. Here's a problem I think I'm going to have. I'm starting to get the impression that this game implies or has an assumption, or maybe not even an assumption, a recommendation that it hopes you can decipher before you buy the game, that you have to have a relatively decent interest in fixing cars and perhaps even knowing what goes into that. Well, Before. I know nothing about fixing cars. Really? And I, okay. yeah, I never knew. That's encouraging. I, I, I found it fascinating to take apart an engine piece by piece yeah. to see what was going on there and put it back I can together. I get behind that, yeah. Uh, and like I said, now I know, which is weird. Like I can see an engine in a junkyard for real life and like see all the parts and I know. That's exactly what weird. I want to happen. Um, yes. Yeah, well, you got you to gotta want it, Fred. Get yeah, around. I think we've you get identified in there, just, a disconnect, yeah. but that doesn't mean I can't go back. There. This is why I'm not I done. Mean, I'm just done for now. So like you, Fred, I went into it with, I think if I, if you remember correctly, I took apart a whole engine when all I had to do was put a new battery in it, if you remember. I do recall that. Yes. I yeah. So I, I had those moments. Yeah. And then just a year later, short year later, I'm sending you pictures of- of supercars with beautiful brake calipers. And, yeah, uh, and it's it's excellent work. And, you know what I'm saying? And those those cutscenes in the beginning, they do pump you up. Um, They're showing you the that guy scene. fucking sand and shit down, and like because he turns the the rust bucket. Sorry, I missed the part where he turns the rust bucket into a hot rod and then flips it. He bought it for like 14, and he sells mm. it for like 70. See what I like about uh, CMS. 2021 mm-hmm. is the cutscenes more subtle. They show a family, like a white bread family, buying like a Volvo, uh-huh. like a square boxy Volvo, brand new, and they show them going through their life with the car. Oh, I like, like that. doing fit, and then you see it like in a field, like overgrown, uh, and someone and finds it, and they it, they yeah. bring it back, and they bring it back to life. I like you that. see what I'm saying? I like that. Yeah, it's more, it's more, it's more. Pulls on the hot strings a little. So jury's still out on that one, but we'll see. Yeah, it's very understandable. When you again, when you wrote me and said, "Well, I think it was last week," you you said you were going to try it, and it was I kind of you showed me little. House Flipper, and I was like, "Oh, pray for me. I'm starting Carmen yeah. Simulator." Yeah, yeah, I winced a little with the 2018 because I I think the whole joke of that game was how difficult it was for me to play it. But I stuck 
with it. Yeah. Well, and like, free is like, free. So there's that. Like, um, I, then, if I want to put my money where my mouth is, I could probably get a better version. So are you saying 2021 has more of a tutorialization? It's um, maybe not. Okay. But it's stuff's a little bit more easy to understand. They they definitely quality of life of of a lot of things. Okay. At least for me, maybe because I played so much of 2018, like I noticed all those. That thought had crossed things. my mind, but so, I don't want to jump to that conclusion per se. Listen, I I never make any, you know, no. uh, uh, bones about like who these games are for. Right. And there's no there's you know you're not fooling anybody. It's like I'm I'm just like yeah. Fred, <laughs> I think I struggle with these games. Fred is like, it's no good. It's no when good. I own PC Building Simulator, and one would argue, why mm. the fuck am I not doing that? But I think that's the that's the weird challenge, right? Like I I'm com- I'm comfortable with that one, mm. but that's why mm. I don't want to play that simulator. If I really care, I'll right. build a PC. Um, so instead, I'm in, like, let's think in, outside my box. So let me, I'm gonna give this another go. And with CMS, it's to me, it's also like after learning just fixing things, uh-huh. there's the aspect just like of house flipper of like right, of something going from, something, yes. yes, of something going from terrible to looking awesome. Like yes. that's the hooks always that's for me. Dope. Yeah. So. That I think is dope. So, so I think I've got the base concept. We'll see where I go. Uh-huh. And then I hmm. save this one for last intentionally. This won't be too long, but I do want people to know I'm about to talk about a game that is largely considered pornographic, although I completely disagree. So I talked Uh about this, but I I played Lust from Beyond because it was the same publisher as Car Mechanic Simulator. Let's see who did this game. Um, I did not hide the fact that I was playing it either. (laughs) Nice. I like that. That's what I like the most. Oh, yeah. it, it does have a pos- very positive for recent and all-time reviews. It is Playway SA, so, and um, it is described as um, a cult-worshipping and erotic deity. And it says, inspired by the works of Lovecraft, Geiger, and Beksinski. Be- and I don't know who those people are. But I expected a game... That was horny, that had some pornography, mm-hmm. it was also kind of fucked up horror-esque. Okay. And I got one of those Unity-based walking simulators. Oh, that's a disappointment. It's a little bit of a disappointment. So I don't think, I think the, the problem is something I, I've noticed with adult games in general, and I haven't played too many of them, but I'm gonna, I'm thinking about taking the plunge. Um, and, uh, I gotta say, so so I was I was I was like, okay, let's do this. So it opens up, and we see this like weird creature, and the ritual's about to begin, and we go talk to people, but there's no nudity and there's no sex, and they're like, we're all gonna gather in the room for like an occult seance, and I was like, oh, people gonna be getting naked. There's gonna be weird uh-huh. sex shit going. On. Nope, none of that. Nope. You go into the seance, the thing happens. You guys just chant and stuff, and then you wake up as somebody else. And I was like, all right, okay. all right, all right. Then it makes me do a bunch of fetch questy stuff. Like I've got to, it's a lot of point and click adventure shit and walking simulator shit. And I was like, oh, I hate both of those things. Okay. 
but I'm waiting for my girlfriend to get home and I'm making the perfect night, right? So so now we're going to get some pornography, right? We're going to get oh, some hardcore no. porn. Yes. Uh, it does ask you when you boot it up on the PC version. And I think it's only on PC. Do you want to play the M-rated version or the adult version? I always went hardcore. And there was some there was some sex. We we eventually started having sex, but uh, but there's nothing to see. They they don't get to it. Like it's Classic. yeah, it's basic instinct was harder core than this. Um, and then they got weird. They got like violent weird. And I was like, oh fuck, this is what I wanted. Right, girlfriend's <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, she goes, "What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, I don't want to, I don't even want to know you." And I was like, "Yeah, I don't want to know me either. Fuck that. That's stupid. Like, what am I doing?" And then it like zooms out, and you're like going into therapy. I'm like, "Oh my god, this is like real." <laughs> oh boy. Now I'm driving to like this therapist that's supposed to help me because I can't like not get aggressive with my girlfriend because I'm just a shithead, uh-huh. right? And I'm like, this has gotten way too like real like i didn't and i don't mean real in a good way like i was like "Eh, this and it's it's not like real in like i really feel for this girl i realize this is just a story and Mm -hmm. i can disconnect that stuff like i don't feel for characters and stories like if i'm gonna listen to a fucked up story i'm like yeah this is tragic but at least this didn't happen anyone you know that as far as i know in real world and so i drive to this town and then things get a little interesting because then i start getting like weapons and i'm like oh okay so there might be a fighting element to this okay and then i'm staying in town and then i'm collecting like tchotchkes and i'm like wonder what this does but it turns out it doesn't do anything and then i get to go to bed and then i have these weird dreams and i'm in this like demon world and then this succubus comes out which is just a really weird term for like a chick with her boobs exposed running around that looks kind of like a demon, like a slithery demon, right? Like Medusa. Mm. And she's looking for you. And this game's really bad at detecting when someone sees you because it's unity, um, right? Like Kojima would have laughed because like I'm sneaking past bitches that are way too close to me that should be looking right at me. And so that's not fun. And then I rummaging through the town and there is some interesting scenes with the town and like dealing with the, the sexy cult members that are looking for me. They kind of look like S and M parties, like leather parties hunting me down. Um, and my tension goes up a little as I'm like running from them, but it's still like, it's a little bit like that. Uh, uh, what was it? The call of Cthulhu dark corners of the earth where like, it's a mm. little John, the janky side. Right. But like, I see what they're trying to put down, you know, a for effort. And then there's this weird part where like, I have to do a sex mini game and you finally start to see something that kind of hints at pornography, but oh. you're playing the sex mini game is very frustrating. And <laughs> sounds like, it's not right. fun. And like, I got to this point where I was like, okay. And then I ended up in like a sneaking mission, which was like, I I was frustrated and dying over and over again at it. And then I looked up how to do it. And I was like, okay, this reads like chemistry instructions, right? Like no one would intuitively kind of like what Andrew was talking about earlier. No one would intuit how to get through this. This was literally like real complex, you know, series of events and like i don't know how they expect you to get past it but the internet has largely decided to just read the instructions and follow them right 
And then I just got to this point where I was like, the fuck am I doing? I don't like walking mm. simulators. I don't like point and click no. adventures. This no. isn't a good horror game. And there's no porn. This is making no one happy. The walking simulator people are pissed <laughs> off. The point and click adventure people are pissed off. The porn people are really pissed off. Really because pissed I don't, yeah, sounds I have to be honest with you, Trees. Like, I expected to get somewhat excited at something in this game. Especially because the graphics are relatively good. And I did not. You there was not. no excitement. The old, the old bait and switch. Nope. No, I could think of, and with the internet at my disposal, I could think of a way quicker way to just cut to the chase if I needed to. But that wasn't what I was doing. I was going in there and I was like, can this game intrigue me either by ending up being a cool game that happens to have porn elements or being a cool porn that happens to have game elements? And Mm -hmm. it just failed across the board. And I'm just so curious who these people were that have an overwhelmingly positive opinion on this game. Because <laughs> whoever this subcategory of person is, I'm not it. You're not it, yeah. So, Mr. Mike. I'm sad to say Lust from Beyond, much like Agony, just disappointed. And I think I've figured out that maybe I just don't need to play in this pool right now. Right. Maybe yeah. video games and porn were meant to be separate. Yeah, I mean, it's like I never really put those two things together. And, uh, you know, maybe you shouldn't either. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm just, <laughs> I think I'm just there. I want a game that successfully hybrids porn and video games to exist. And I think the reality mm-hmm. of the situation is that it doesn't. Steam is more than welcome to offer me many, yeah, many options that they purport to do done. that. But I don't think that's actually Hor- what happens. Hor- horny dudes can't think straight, all right? They're yeah. They're not making a game. They're well, not coming together in a cohesive manner to make a game, all the right? The closest example actually was, like, it wasn't my thing, but if it is your thing, like, this would work, was Honey Pop, which was just a match three game that happened to have pornographic, like, pictures in it Mm -hmm. no i know and if you're into pornographic pictures it seems like an awful lot of work because i remember really getting into the match three portion and you would play the match three game for like hours just to get a single photo and i was like this seems like an awful lot of work if you're looking for porn but Jesus Christ. but like i can't. cms you gotta want it you and gotta that's want it the best right and maybe that's the thing maybe that's why this intrigues people right is the long con because i remember that in high school i remember playing some so-called pornographic games that were like kind of like point and click adventures that ended up having pornography in them and it was always like weak sauce there too and i remember going like if your whole thing is the anticipation like, that must have been awesome, right? Like, you spent three hours for, like, a single picture. Like, that must be awesome for those people. But beyond that, mm-hmm. I don't see where it Did, works. um, You know, I played one of the the newer Leisure Shoot Larry games. Okay. I think the one for yeah. the Xbox. Mm-hmm. I, did those have nudity? I can't remember. I did don't they know hint they at do, it? But I don't like. Did they have topless girls and stuff? I can't remember. Now. I Maybe, played that Magna Cum Laude or yeah. whatever it was. Okay, yeah. And um, I, I'm trying to remember now if they actually showed topless video game characters yeah, or be, if it was all implied. I can't remember now. I'll be honest with you. I don't know. But if they yeah. do, boy, I don't know if I'll find out. 
I've played, I played through the whole thing. <laughs> I've ever played through that whole thing. Was it amusing? Like those are comedy games I, first, I think. I don't know. I can't remember. I remember okay. it was Larry's nephew and he was yes. in college. Magna cum laude. Yeah. So the ones maybe I it was funny because he was an idiot. Maybe it was funny. <laughs> I played you know? one, two, and three. I found one very hilarious, especially because you could have sex with a girl. There was no pornography in this, but you could have sex with a girl <laughs> And you would die of syphilis if you didn't put on a condom. But then if you did put on the condom and you forgot to remove it, you'd die of like infection or something. Mm. Right. And so I found that shit hilarious. Um, the, the Magna Cum Laude had a mini game where you, you stared a sperm around like Pac-Man. Oh, fantastic. And you had to avoid like the walls and, ex- yeah, and the, the, the void yeah. shit and stuff. It was dumb. So that sounds dumb. Um, Two, I found a little (laughs) weird and boring. Three, I do remember there was like a pixelated boobs topless scene. You had to have the right version. I had the good old games version. Um, And I'm when I say the right version, I mean like probably back in the day you had to have the right version. I think now nobody cares. Um, And then the other one I played was Love for Sale. Do you remember Leisure Suit Larry Love for Sale? No, I don't remember. Okay, that was a PC game in the yeah. late 90s. I got hooked to adult PC games, so I played Phantasmagoria, Phantasmagoria 2, Puzzle of Flesh, Darkseed. Um, oh, Harvester? Do you remember the game Harvester? That was no, another I one. I never played PC games. Full motion video. No. I played um, Gabriel Knight 2, The Beast Within, I played, which were had these, Tim Curry in it. Were was these it? all before or after Night Trap? These are all to see a These are FMV oh, yeah. point-and-click adventure games. I think I'm seeing the origin of your fetish here. I think Night Trap, and that little the girls yeah. in the 90s, I think it stayed you down a bad path at a young age. Yeah, but I never found Night Trap hot. Like, I never right? thought anyone was hot. Like, the, the uh, what's her name? Um, the lead character, Kelly, she's played by mm. the late... Oh. Actress, I forget her name, but anyway, she's in a halter top, which a lot of people point out now. But like that was not a big deal back in the nineties. Like the midriff was alive and well. There is that scene where Lisa, and I don't know who mm-hmm. what actress plays her, is in the ninety and she gets attacked by the Augs. Mm-hmm. But she's actually not in it much. And if you're trying to beat that game to beat it, which I always was, you're only in there while she's in the ninety for like a split second to catch the Og that like she finds in the shower and catch the one that comes after her right away. But then you got to jump away from that action for a little bit to catch a couple of Augs that are wandering around the house, and then you zip back to Lisa to save her at the last minute a last time. Just, and then that's really the only sexiness. I'm just saying. I'm but just yes, saying. There was the definitely, threads, yes, right? there definitely <laughs> got to that point, yes. <laughs> trace the threads back to your uh, origin story. Yeah, and I do love cheesy horror films, to be clear. Like, I love booby films of the 80s right uh, like the prowler amazing mm-hmm. friday the 13th movies fantastic like i loved all that stuff sleepaway camp let's go but like but all that said yeah yeah you can see those roots but leisure suit larry love for sale came out <laughs> and i played that and i remember that being amusing to me like it had definitely high school toilet humor yeah for sure and I remember it being so cartoony. See, I don't find cartoons sexy, like anime and stuff like that. I never understood the hentai thing. Mm. And so, like, I actually, I get it. I just don't have it, right? Like, I get why you'd be into that. I don't have that feeling. So I, I never connected with it. But, like, 
And I remember Love for Sale being like, oh, they made this game so mature and they warn you to be 18 and everything like that. And I'm 18 and finally getting it. And there's nothing here, right? It's just a bunch of dirty jokes, which is fine. But like, do you have to be 18 for dirty jokes? And so I remember that about Love for Sale. But I found Love for Sale quite amusing. So <clears throat> I got a hacked Xbox. Maybe I'll play Magna Cum Laude, but I wouldn't hold your breath. Um, but anyway, all right, with that, so yeah, less from beyond, um, I think I'm looking for a game that doesn't exist and I don't think I'm willing to go through whatever I would have to, to see if that game does exist. So mm-hmm. it is what it is. I don't engage with porn <laughs> much in the last decade to begin with. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, you're just at that point in your life where it's like, eh, I don't know if I need this anymore. Um, mm-hmm. anyone who's single right now is probably like, what the fuck is he talking about? And you're right. But if you had the wife, the kids, the family, the spouse, you know, all that stuff, the stressful work and all that stuff, like, yeah, it's just, it, whatever. Speak for yourself, man. <laughs> Don't love me in there. Not, all right? Okay. That's, that's been my experience. I, I have, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, there is always a time and a place for things. Um, I mean, so, listen, I'm equally as fucked up. I mean, I'm doing housework simulators when I don't, you know, Touché. so in my spare time. So no, we all got yeah, out. No judgments. Upset, but. but like, so I don't, <laughs> I, I guess what I would say is lately I'm not engaging with porn much anyway. And then on top of that, and, and I'm not saying anyone should or shouldn't be, but on top of that, then playing a game and I'm like, I think that's the other thing, not to be too crass. But it's like, if you go into porn, like you have a, a clear goal and it doesn't take up too much time. Who's got time to play like, I you know, again, no real pornographic stuff until like three hours in. Like, who's got the time? Who's got yeah. the time, guys? Like, I'm a busy person. Yeah, I'd rather right. play three hours of Dragon's Dogma or anything else, you know, and That's then right. have my porn be a separate thing. Like, you know, just I think I think there's a good reason of separating that those two. But anyway, yes. I digress. I agree. And if porn games are your thing, then mm-hmm. you're already playing them and you don't need any you don't need any advice from any of us. But anyway. All right, let's call it. So let's get this out of the way. We mm-hmm. have vacations coming up. We do. So Trees and I are both gonna be on vacation next week. So uh, the next episode will be a questions for trees. Mm-hmm. And then the following week, we're not sure yet. There's a chance we could do an episode. There's a chance you could get some weird fucked up bonus thing from me. And I think I've got an idea. We talked about it off the air. So <laughs> yeah. and you're either going to like it or hate it. Um, so we will see where that goes. But just letting people know. But in the interim, just remember, if you want to ask questions to trees, we've had a little mm-hmm. bit of stifling on the questions. We'd like to oh, see that boy, pick it's up. Very disappointing. Very disappointing. like to see in episode three. Yeah. So questions for trees at gmail.com. It's just spelled out. Don't get clever. Yep. Nope. Nothing crazy here. It's just spelled nope. straight out as you would expect. Yes. All lowercase, no spaces, no underscores. Just do it. And then, of course, if you want to ask us as as hosts, you got a couple weeks, contact at gaminghistory101.com or the contact link in gaminghistory101.com or hit us up on our respective Twitters, Discords, things like that. That's also a big place where people find us. So That was good. And I think with that, after three hours, we're getting to giant oh, status. Oh, Lord. Yeah. 
We're supposed to, we're supposed to slim this down here. Yeah. Can't help. Yeah. Failing Can't help that. ourselves. Can't help <laughs> ourselves. Uh, until next time. Happy mm-hmm. gaming. <laughs> Later. Another day, another house. This one's going to need some work. 